What a day. How was your weekend? What would you do? I don't think it was so much yesterday because I got to look at the calendar again. Let me look at the calendar. <laughs> look what at the even calendar. was yesterday? <laughs> what even was Saturday? This is the 25th. Oh, yes. Went to uh, Sky Zone. You know, the uh, what was Dojo oh, Boom. Birthday and then, party? Yeah, yeah. Kids birthday party. <laughs> and so I was there's a I spent. I, so we had the family that we went to. They rented the place for like a couple of hours for the our group to go. There's a whole, it was so stupid busy because of the weather. I think everyone just wanted to be inside. <laughs> and, uh, and so I just liked the trump, tumble track. I'm on the tumble track. I just want to, that's the one where you can just like run and do just long. Okay. Yeah. Thanks. Uh-huh. Uh, they had some new stuff in there, but I just, I spent about an hour of the two hours on there trying to work on my front flip. Oh, nice. Like a yeah. running front flip? Uh, kind of. Like, uh, I'd say moving forward, not necessarily a running So one. you're like bounce forward, yeah. bounce forward, jump. Yeah, and there was another yeah. guy that, that was able to do it, like my nice. age. So I said, what's the trick? <laughs> he said, he's got a tuck. So I'm getting close. I'm almost yeah, I find there. back flips to be pretty easy. I'd be, I'm more scared yeah. of a front flip, I think, than a, really? than a back flip. I don't know, yeah. man. Back flips kind of freak me out, too. I think it's the feeling. I feel like you could feeling. tuck your way into a back flip easier than a front flip. Because mm. your legs are heavier. You just got to throw your legs as opposed to like you can't throw your head. I suppose you could throw your legs back to go. Yeah, but then you got to bring them in. And that's what I'm not used to doing. Yeah. Is like, let's say I extend them. I got to bring them back in or else I'm going to land. I'm going to land on my legs. Yeah. I feel like if I'm like in a moon bounce, my go to I feel like is going to be a backflip, not a front flip. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. I you know what? I haven't even I'll I'll be honest. I haven't even. Am I wrong? (laughs) I haven't even tried a backflip. <laughs> Haven't even tried it. I've been Did you so ever land it? concentrating on this. What's that? Did you ever land it? Oh, no. I got very, very close. So okay. I got to where I, when I somersaulted forward, my, cr- I was still crouched, but my feet hit the mm-hmm. base. So I was there. I just wasn't, it wasn't a proper landing. Yeah. So I was close. And then today was it's PBR. Like you been- tuck. It's almost like you got to tuck and then straighten out before you're. Right. And that's looking Landed, at all like yeah. the kids that were doing it. That's what all they were doing. <laughs> they, but they were doing it. They could do it blindfolded. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then today was PBR, the professional professional bull riding thing. I've never been to that. And so we got tickets like, to that. Like, wait. Full like on bull riding, man. Bulls? Full like on bulls, rodeo. man. Okay. Straight up. Yep. Where was this? Crypto. Crypto.com. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. You got tickets for that on purpose. Well, they were free. Yeah, they were. Oh, okay. <laughs> we didn't pay for them. Yes, but got it. <laughs> I yeah, it's something sure I never would have. Sure I would never would have gone for. But I mean, yeah. that, like we looked it up, and the kid that won, he was a young kid, and I want to say there were for the finals. It was a two-hour thing. For the finals, it was something like 12, 12 participants in the end, and this kid walked away today with three hundred thousand dollars for what he won. What the was Pabst Blue Ribbon? No, it wasn't even. That no. seems like a Could, huge I know. opportunity. Could not even see one. There was Modelo. There no, was what? All Golden Road stuff. I pretty sure was there. But yeah, no, no Pabst. No PBR, man. I know. This talk about missed opportunities, right? Wow, that would be the first, if I were the. I, I know I would follow them around. Championship like, look, person that is like in charge of getting sponsorships. We watch a lot of suits, right? And so I'm thinking like that, that like their lawyers alone would just be like, okay, here's the deal: we're gonna follow <laughs> you guys around with a huge truck full of PBR, and it's just yeah. gonna work out well. <laughs> Wild. 
Yeah. What about yours? Was yours as crazy as that? Um, I guess that's not crazy. So uh, it was really cold and rainy. Um, so what did we do Friday night? I don't even remember. I think we ordered food. I went and picked up Susie because there was the flash flood warning in LA. It was like, do not leave your house unless you're evacuating from somewhere. And so I was more like, okay, well, is Susie going to be able to get a ride home from work, like a Lyft or an Uber? And if she is, do I want somebody driving her over the Canyon or do I want to, you want to be the guy? Yeah. So I was, so we went and picked her up and we, and we, uh, fuck, that was crazy, man. I, I couldn't like, like even parking to pick up dinner was like insane. Like I couldn't, I tried parking at the, the restaurant was like on the next block over from Keaton's school and there was no parking around. So I was like, I'll just park at Keaton School and go. No, I couldn't because the water was rushing down the street Jeez. so wide. Like, even if I could leap over the rushing river of water, <laughs> um, I, I wasn't going to leap back with the right, food. Of course. And I'm in like water resistant shoes, but they're all birds and they're wool. Like, I'm not going to walk through the. Oh, by the way, I wore those to school on Friday, which You're was all raining. Oh yeah, I I was basically drenched. I don't know how those are water resistant. They're wool. They they're water. They, Interesting. To me, they mm. were they were Mine are the sucking in as much water as possible. Mine are the high top wool. There are all birds I would not wear in the rain. These specifically, I do wear in the rain. So yeah, okay. Hmm, I'm interested. Did you Maybe accidentally the ones like, that- step in a huge puddle? Like I didn't even step in a huge puddle, but like the water was oh. gone. That's how much water was sucked into Interesting. these things. Yeah, I don't know, man. I, I'm. I'm pr- anyway, so sorry. That's a that sucks. Anyway, so <laughs> um, anyway, so you're in your Allbirds. You're not going to run back yeah. over. Uh, yeah. So anyway, I ended up parking like illegally just to get the food and go home. Um, but it was good, and we watched movies at home. And then the next day, oh, we watched Singing in the Rain. That's what we did. We showed the kids oh, okay. Singing in the Rain, and it held their attention. They loved it. I loved it. That wow, I hadn't seen that movie in years, and it was so good. Um, then uh, Saturday, we just I built a ton of uh, origami boats. <laughs> and I didn't have I, I was like going to mix glue and water and like make a Mod Podge to like seal them. Right. Because they were all made of construction paper. Um, but instead, I used packing tape. I just lined the bottom and the sides with packing tape and yeah. it worked out great. And then what? <laughs> at first, one of the boats got wet and like like took on water and it just got too wet. And I was like, oh, this boat's done. Actually, no, th- even wet. They were working great. Yeah. Um. And even the wet ones, I guess, weight like took them even further. So we did well, the whole like in the rain gutter, taking the boats like like basically the equivalent of two blocks, like a complete east to west block. And then it turned along with the corner and then went complete north to south. It was great. Right. So how many minutes was it running? Oh, uh, probably 20 minutes. That's Wow. Yeah. That's great. And that was that was the first time. It the then we went back up and did it again and that other street was going much quicker. So it was probably like 5 minutes down the Did down you lose any? Uh one went under a car. I just didn't feel like getting it. But we made so many. So like um so yeah, that was that was a blast and then uh we finished up. I I took pictures of Wesley's uh diorama project. Um when we went and gathered all this stuff last weekend, we finally put it together with the diorama. And, uh, of course, me being me, I outfitted it with some lighting so he can flip a switch and it lights up um, and uh, all that stuff. So that's ready to go. And then we just chilled and watched Matilda. And then we got the kids ready. We went to Disneyland all day today. Mostly was great until about 745. We got um, a return time 
for the brand new attraction, Mickey's Runaway Railway, and it was for seven forty-five. So at seven thirty, we're like, let's go into the let's go in the line. Maybe they'll let us in early. No, they're turning people away, and they're like, okay. no, the fireworks, the firework. We got to clear the land out by eight o'clock. Um, the fireworks, and I was like, yeah, okay. When are the fireworks? Nine thirty. Okay, and you're doing what? And they're like, oh, well, yeah. the land's at capacity right now. So even if you were to get on the ride, you wouldn't be able to leave the land for two hours. And I was like, what? this doesn't make sense. And uh, I, it was, I was really mad because I haven't ridden this ride yet. It's brand right. new. And uh, I was really pissed off. But I was like, what am I going to do? I'm going to go tell City Hall and they're going to say sorry. Like, like there's nothing right. they can do for me. They're not going to let me ride the ride. So I, I just left pretty pissed about that. And then the trams were closed. It does seem that there was a medical emergency maybe on one of the trams. Um, and it's so crazy how Disney does stuff, man. What they did is they took every available tram that they had and lined the tram path with the trams so that the emergency vehicles could go onto the tram track without oh, being wow. seen by most people because they were just blocked by all of the trams that were on there. Wow. And I don't know. I'm assuming there was an emergency on one of the trams. And then I'm like, well, why don't they take the person over to the parking structure but probably because there is an access to the road for emergency vehicles they probably it was probably easier to stop there so the emergency vehicle could get right to the person um anyway i don't know for sure there was wow. anything on social media but i could see that there was like we were there we walked back to the structure which i don't mind doing anyway um and there were emergency vehicles leaving the tram path so i was like okay for sure like but i did oh man i gotta show it to you i made a really cool photo edit obviously uh when's the last time you were at california adventure oh, like never yeah <laughs> say uh yeah probably like five five years ago five six years okay ago. that's not bad so you remember the uh, the twilight zone tower of terror yeah now it's a guardians of the galaxy attraction it's right terrible. i heard about that well, it's terrible huh? yeah i took a picture of it tonight and i was looking at it and i was like i have to have a picture of tower of terror from this exact angle and i did so while I'm waiting, Susie and I did rider switch with Wesley. While I'm waiting with Keaton at the near the exit, I find the photo of Tower of Terror. I bring them both into Photoshop. I use the overlay mask, uh, <laughs> uh, blending mode, and I line them up perfectly. And then I do like a really shitty just like um, crop job. And then I feather the edge. It looks so good. Yeah. So I A-beat them <laughs> and I posted it to the Remain Seated Please Instagram. And uh, it looks so good. Here, I'm going to send it to you. All right. Um, let's see this thing. What, as I show you, what was it? Was it, it was uh, Friday night or Saturday night that I sent you that Photoshop that I was doing oh, yeah, for my class, right? Night. <laughs> I feel like I'm night, in that. I'm trying, to, yeah. I'm trying to show them as much Photoshop as I can. Because, you know, like photography. That's I mean, how great, much are you going to yeah. do with the cameras? You got to know so, how to put now it Now, keep in mind, I did this on my phone using uh, the Photoshop. The iOS app wants me to use Photoshop Express, but that app is terrible. I use Photoshop Mix, and it's really, really good. I really like Oh, yeah, that app works. Um, but anyway, these are pretty well lined up. I was like, should I bring this into like regular Photoshop and like really line up the edges? But I don't see any inconsistencies here. Nah, this looks great. So if, wow. If you look at the sign where it says Guardians of the Galaxy Mission Breakout, you can kind of see Twilight Zone Tower of Terror also blending right there. Yeah. At the fountain down below. And the there's no like there's no step where you can see where it the the thing blends and then up at the top of the building there's no like step where the building isn't quite lined up like no i lined it up pretty good you did really well damn, damn it up. this unfortunately the you know the hollywood tower hotel picture it was the best quality that i had and i'm pretty sure it was mostly in focus but that was probably like an iphone 
was probably an iPhone 6S or 6 that's, Max. <laughs> that's like, a, as opposed that's to impressive, like, man. Yeah. Damn, yeah, dude. Did, yeah, this, looks, man. this looks great, yeah. dude. Congratulations. I did this in like five minutes. <laughs> Thank you for landing that. Oh, place. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I know. You're just waiting for it. I was like, is there a better place? Is there a better place? Nah, this is it. Let's drop so, it yeah, in. man. I'm really stoked on this edit. Um, that looks so good. Thanks, man. Damn. And I mean, like, like the right way to do this, like for what a photographer would have done was find the picture of the Hollywood Tower Hotel and then say, OK, let me take a picture from that same angle. No, 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 no. Separate. I took the picture of the mission breakout and then I was like, I'll bet I have a picture. And like, I'm just so predictable. Like, <laughs> I just, of course, I took spot. the picture yep. from the same angle. Right. You're just I mean, you're going with your gut. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. So, yeah. so predictable. Yeah, great. Um, uh, well, thank you for landing that plane. Yeah, of course. Um, uh, any housekeeping from you? I've I don't have things. anything here. If there was some, was there a correction that I saw in our Instagram? I saw, I saw two corrections. Um, well, no, one correction and one interesting piece of information. So yeah, if you go to our Instagram, there was a comment. I think Aaron Bruntgart left a comment. Yes. On the stop whispering episode yes he did let me know if you're not able to find it you know what i can't switch on i can look probably look at it on my phone but i'll get there it says uh uh so yes aaron brungart says correction the song with the lyric you don't have to scream to say something that you honestly mean is not from authority song it's from no sensitivity oh yeah you would think we would know but no no (laughs) Thank you, I'm um, great up. Otherwise, had not heard this track before, I would pay all the monies to hear Jimmy Eat World cover Creep. I think that would also be a great uh, hell yes, yeah, cover. I think Jim's voice could do that justice. So yeah, that is a piece of housekeeping there. And then I, so let me see if it shows up differently. But somebody, and I'm gonna I'm gonna let you know who. But I need to go to Jimmy Eat World's Instagram real quick because I want to see if it shows me the date six days ago. See. Jimmy Eat World posted a photo on February 20th. Was the 20th Monday? Yes. Yeah. So when they posted this on Monday, it says New Music Monday. Right. I read that as they are, it's a Monday, we're playing new music. Now, some I've been uh, chatting with a new listener in our messages. Let me give this person credit. Kyla J. K-Y-L-A-J. And she's like, are you stoked for the new music uh, on Monday? And I was like, what are you talking about? New music Monday. Where'd you hear this? And she posted the thing. And then out of context and out of the date, it just says new music Monday. When I read it that time, I was like, oh, it does very much seem like new music is on Monday. But it's funny. If you read the comments in there in that on that post, it feels like everyone thinks that there's new music coming tomorrow right. as we're recording this. And then even on Chorus FM. But if they posted it on the Monday, wouldn't it be next Monday? I would never assume if somebody posted something on a Monday and it said New Music Monday, I would 100% think they were just saying colloquially, it's it's a Monday, we're playing new music, New Music Monday. Like, you know what I mean? Like Flashback Friday or right. Taco Tuesday, New Music Monday. <laughs> Not New Music Coming Monday if they were posting it on a Monday. If it were Tuesday and they said New Music Monday, 100% I would have said, wow, this Monday they're playing music. So I suppose we will know in... Two hours? I mean, New right. Zealand would know by now, right? Right. I think this is just, I mean, for the band. I don't think there's and where new music they, tomorrow. No, I don't think so either. For the band and where they are 
professionally in their lives, I feel like they they're so scheduled on times that they've got to get together to yeah. practice stuff. Yeah, Placer Dust yeah, is still their most recent track here. Is there any whisperings about it on Reddit? New music coming soon six days ago. This is Scotty Danger 22. Nine comments, something loud type of whole album. And hopefully a tour says D D Zato. D D Zato. Growlithe Trainer says Oh Growlith Trainer. Growlith, yes. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> says because of reading comprehension because reading comprehension is not my strong suit does this mean they're dropping a new song next monday or just a caption like throwback that's Thursday? exactly what thank I was you, you growlith trailer trailer yeah. implying Thursday, that they're maybe. working on new music today monday which will be released at some point in the future not next monday please be the former uh my read uh my read it like it's Monday and we are making new music today. And I, what's funny is I think I thought that when I saw it, then it was just in one year out the other 100% forgot. So when Kyla said, what did she say? Uh, definitely. I see that. Uh, what I'm most excited about is for the new music coming out on Monday, whatever that may be. And so I'm like, what, what are you talking about? And then she posts, she sends me the picture and I just am like, oh, I must not have read the the caption or something. And uh, anyway, as it sat with me, so I anyway, read it I'm the not same sure way. Where. I saw the cat. I saw like minutes after it was posted, right? And then there were people mm-hmm. saying, "What? When is it coming? Where is the music?" And I thought, "There's no way they would post this without posting something else, or like an imminent, imminent like listing on YouTube or something of some new content." So I figured the same thing as you that it was the yeah. same thing as like a Throwback Thursday, or Taco mm-hmm. Tuesday, or uh, Fun <laughs> Friday. <laughs> yeah, flashback Friday. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So anyway, that was that. Uh, so that is our Instagram comment with the update and new song tomorrow. No, um, I got a like from Zach on my personal yes. Instagram on a comment I left. Did I show you this? Things things are changing. No, I, you didn't show it to me. <laughs> Hit me. Okay, so Adam Willard, who is the d- current drummer of Against Me, was drummer of Rocket from the Crypt. Was yeah. drummer of Angels and Airwaves. Was drummer of the Hell with Matt Skiba. Um, he posts that he has sat in with Seth Meyers band four times at this point, or will be doing his fourth time. Uh, and he's posted a thing, 8G band sit in. So, uh, Seth Meyers studio is 8G at Rockefeller center and, uh, Adam's playing with the band for a week. So he says, I'm headed back four t- fourth times a charm and my first public gig slash slow show slash thingy since my wreck. I'm on uh, February 27th to March 2nd. Stoked to get into it with the HG band. Uh, thank you all again for your support. Can't believe this is where I'm at just six months later. He, uh, he had a motorcycle accident yeah. six months ago. Yeah. And uh, he's been in physical therapy since. So uh, he was at Studio 606 recording some stuff and posted a video he i mean he hits the drums harder than anybody i've ever seen so um <laughs> he's doing really really well anyway i say so rad dude zach lynn should do a stint in this spot and i have one like from one Mr. from zach, lynn. zach huh yeah damn and i do think zach would be a good uh sit-in he'd be a good like uh straight man to, he's so uh, humble yeah right yeah, yeah. no frills <laughs> nothing just straight yeah, up totally. like doing it right <laughs> yeah Nothing so, extra. So yeah, I man. love it. I, I I I also am sure that he thinks that I am not the host of Jimmy. <laughs> no, I wouldn't have gotten that like. Um, and lastly, I have an update to our last FM's uh, exclusive uh, Patreon episode. Um, remember when we posted to who was this? T W O O D C C. 
Yeah, because I do. they were the top, uh, top as far as we could tell, listener. They've got two point four million scrabbles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and they were actively scrabbling when we were, we were going through it. Yeah, yes, uh, they might be actively scrabbling right now. Yeah, they're listening to Lady Antebellum. I run to you. Uh, they just listened to Creed. Are you ready? Yes. Um, so, hey there, we're doing a Last FM Deep Dive and would love to have you as guest on the pod. As far as we can tell, you're the top scrobbler of Jimmy Eat World Tracks. Respect. Let us know if you'd be interested uh, at jimmyeatpod at gmail.com. I post February 6th, 6th at 12.01 a.m., February 13th at 4.50 a.m. Uh, X-U-L-I-O-O says, this is a bot. Ugh. That's why they have so many scrobbles and it's Damn just it. so random. They're a bot. Damn I, it. Why is there a scrobbling bot? I don't get it. Ugh. What does a scrobbling bot do? That sucks. Yeah. Bummer. So it just comes. So if anybody knows stuff, how huh? to find the top listener of a band on Last FM, let us know. 44J Pod. I don't even think it has to be a I mean, I get I get what it is. It, there's no real bot. You you tie it to like something like Spotify and just let Spotify play, right? I guess, yeah. I just don't know, man. You just let it go. Because I've done that by accident. I've had stuff playing on this device. And I'll look and go, what's it playing on the office iMac? <laughs> the hell is yeah, that? Totally. <laughs> got, and it was like two, I think I had two and a half hours of that. <laughs> I think I left. I left when Addison did the People Mover Christmas song. I left it on loop and went to Disneyland for the day. <laughs> <laughs> got a whole bunch of scrabbles for him. It was the top scrabbled song yeah. for years. <laughs> years. <laughs> Wholesome, though. So wholesome. Yeah. It's just hot for cocoa over and over and over. And over. <laughs> uh, all right. Um, uh. And before we get into the stats, um, I did feed a, uh, a prompt into chat GPT, and I had it write me a podcast script for the song. Congratulations, if you would like me to read it. Oh, sick. Okay. All right. Okay, here we go. Uh, intro music plays. Here we go. Welcome back to Jimmy Eat Pod, the show where we dive deep into the world of Jimmy Eat World. Today we're discussing the iconic track, Congratulations. Let's get into it. <laughs> That's it? So, oh, so far. Okay. Congratulations is a fan favorite track off the band's 2004 album, Futures. It was recorded at Cherokee <laughs> Studios in Los Angeles, California, and produced by the renowned Gil Norton, who has worked with <laughs> artists such as the Foo Fighters and Pixies. Two the weeks. Features, <laughs> get the, the song features a guest appearance from Rachel Hayden, who provides backing vocals. Hayden is the bassist and vocalist for that dog, and has also collaborated with other artists, such as Beck and The Rentals. Congratulations was released on the, as the second single from Futures on November 16th, 2004. It peaked at number 21 on the Billboard Modern Rock charts and received critical acclaim from fans and critics alike. Interesting fact about Congratulations is that it was actually inspired by a conversation lead singer Jim Atkins had with a friend about getting a tattoo. The conversation led to Atkins to reflect on the idea of permanent decisions and the fear of making mistakes. The lyrics of the song reflect this theme with lines like, What's the point of never making mistakes? Self-indulgence, such a hard habit to break. It's all just a waste of time in the end. The music video for Congratulations was directed by Daniel Raskov and features the band performing in a stark white room with various objects falling from the ceiling. The video is a perfect complement to the song's reflective and contemplative tone. 
Overall, Congratulations is a standout track in the Jimmy Eat World discography, showcasing the band's signature sound and introspective lyrics. No wonder it's been remained a, it's re, it has remained a fan favorite over the years. And that's a wrap on our discussion of congratulations. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in to Jimmy Eat Pod. Be sure to join us next time as we continue to explore the world of Jimmy Eat World. I was trying to ca- like uh, keep up with that. I couldn't even figure out what the lyrics were coming from and which. I mean, I I understood I that it was like, all. Is Daniel over. Raskov like a music video director? I the lyrics it pulled off, which were what is it? What's the point in making mistakes, or what's the point of making mistakes? Daniel Raskov was in point either in Point Break or directed it, but he didn't direct it. What's her name? Did he was a producer on Point Break? That was interesting. So funny. Going off the rails. Yeah, it's just like, it's so confident. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Well, let's discuss this. And one of my favorite tech YouTubers, uh, MKBHD. Oh, yeah. He's he's talking a lot about chat GPT and AI. And he was like, it's interesting when you look at things that, you know, he, he, he could type in, like, what are the top electric vehicles right now? And he knows because he's a tech YouTuber and talks about EVs and stuff like that. But when he types it into chat GPT, it spits out nonsense. But somebody might look at that and say, yeah, this Jaguar that just came out has no real history or anything. You know, it's on this list that chat GPT spit out. And he's like, you know, it's interesting being an expert. I don't think we're an expert on this band at all. Obviously, we in our housekeeping, we talked about a lyric we got wrong. Yeah. Last week when we didn't realize what song it was. And we just Googled it real quick. <laughs> um, and uh, and so, yeah, it's uh, when you're an expert on something, though, and you use ChatGPT, it's kind of interesting to see what it spits at. Because it makes you kind of second guess. Like, what was it we had said? Uh, uh, there was some random producer last week that produced Place Your Debts, according to ChatGPT. And we're like, well, who is that guy? Did he work on it? Like, right. I've never heard his name. Right. And I guess I have that context for Jimmy World. Like, I've literally never heard this name before. They can't possibly be involved with the band, right? How did I miss them? <laughs> right. Yeah, and that's like like doing stuff for, I, I've told you I've used it for the classroom, and you see stuff that's even basic things about, about photography. It, it can get it right there, but there's very specific things like with the band, when you notice then that's going to be something where there's a discrepancy. <laughs> like that was, yeah. that prompt though was all over the place. So crazy. I mean, decades a- across. <laughs> yeah. I'm talking about. Is, come on, man. This is the second single off of Futures. You don't remember <laughs> you know it, buddy. 2004. I remember. I, I, I forgot about the extended, video extended with things edition. falling around them. Yeah. <laughs> Wild. Well, shall we get into stats? <laughs> yes, on the do song? it, man. Congratulations. It's from the album Surviving. Also on the Phoenix Sessions version of Surviving. It's track 10 of 10, the uh, closing track. Uh, this was released October 18th, 2019. Produced by JMJ and Jimmy World. Recorded at Unit 2, Shea, JMJ, and East West Studios. Written by Jimmy World. Singers are Jim and Davey Havoc and Robin Viney. Dave, uh, <laughs> Robin Viney. Davey Havoc is from the band... Oh, Black Audio and all, uh, I was going to say, and all American Rejects. No, it's uh, <laughs> a- AFI, well. AFI, a fire inside, a fire inside. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, Davey Havoc, uh, one of my favorite vocalists. Um, and uh, yeah, very excited 
to talk more about Davy Havoc. Um, phonographic copyright is uh, Exotic Location Recordings. Copyright Exotic Location Recordings licensed to RCA Records, published by Do I Get a Pickle with That Music. No demo that I could find unless you found one. Nope, did not. As of this recording, they've played it 16 times, 14 of which were last year in 2022. First time they played it in concert was January 15th, 2021 at the Ice House in Phoenix. That would have been for the Phoenix Sessions. Most recently, they played it October 6th at the Strand Ballroom in Providence, Rhode Island. Notable high notes of C5, A4, and G4. Um, No notable low notes. 10.8 thousand listeners have scrabbled this 50.8 thousand times. It made it the least popular surviving track. Um, And I think we normally see that. Like, as the the albums... yeah. Further further tracks in an album, it becomes less and less listened to. Um, usually, the most listened to are the singles, and then it's kind of like album order after that. Pretty much. Um, uh, I've scrabbled this 16 times. Uh, how about you? I have 36, which I was surprised by. I, I've listened to um, I have listened to this album often, so it wasn't that surprising. But 36 was st- <laughs> was still more than I thought I was going to have. What do the Spotify numbers look like for this? So, yeah, like you said, it goes, It let's just say from Surviving and Criminal Energy, Crumb and Al Energy, it's got about <laughs> two to two and a half million listens, right? Down to just under a million for Recommit and then Congratulations. Congratulations has the lowest, but just by a small margin here from Recommit, but it's the least. So 960,000. When does Spotify count a listen, do you think? I think it's the same as a scrabble. I would say 50%. Okay. That's my that's my guess. I think you can dial in on Last FM like how like is it right away? Is it five seconds? Is it 30 seconds? Is it half? Um, I feel like I've listened to a track for 10 or 15 seconds. I sometimes this works. I don't know what it is. Or maybe I'm just mistaken. Like I've listened <laughs> to a track just to listen to it again and I don't want it to scrabble. And then I'll look the next day and it scrabbles. I go, great. Um. <laughs> David would kill me if I listened to some REO Speedwagon. When you're replaying a song, do you think about that? Like, oh, I hope this Sometimes, yeah, because I'll think there's like a weird song that I'll try and find, like I'll listen to on a reel, mm-hmm. and I'll hear it. Like, let's see. For example, there's a song. Let's see. It's this one. Oh, uh, gosh. Where is it? Here it is. This one. This one. I, I may have shared this reel with you. Un Velero Llamado Libertad by Jose Luis Perales. This is like, uh, I think, the Spanish equivalent of John Denver. But I, I listen to this. <laughs> Let's listen to it for a minute here. Ayer se fue. Tomó sus cosas y se puso a navegar. Una camisa, un pantalón vaquero. Something about his pants. Yeah. I love it. What if he's the most litigious person we've had on the pod? Like, this is getting <laughs> struck down. <laughs> Here comes the chorus, man. Look at that bass. Very muppety. Gaviotas. 
estelas en el mar. Yeah. <laughs> it's like that. I would listen to it and I thought, I don't know if I want this to show up in my Scrabbles. But after listening to it a couple of times, I was like, I, I actually liked that song and favorited so it. I just don't think of it. And I guess, <laughs> oh, like I said, I mean, that's why I like my kids stuff gets uh, <laughs> or my Scrabbles and my year end lists are all tainted by the kid. What the kids listen to. And See, that I was think my kids are pretty like they're not like they're not always listening to kids music, but like. They want to hear the Matilda soundtrack, and yeah, then I've got like then I go into private mode, man. Uh, like on Spotify, yeah, I go into private mode. And it, what's oh, nice is that if you so go, that's not that's not an Apple Music feature. There's no right. private mode. So if what's nice is that if you go dormant in in private mode for like a couple of hours, it turns it off. So which is nice. So I can do it for this session. That's cool. Yeah, and it's, not it's, have to remember to un exactly. To turn it and on. I don't that's use it cool. that often. I maybe use it once a month, but. It's mm. it's useful to That's not cool. mess up yeah. my numbers. <laughs> we talked about. I sent you a podcast where there were, the tech people were arguing the merits of Spotify versus Apple Music. Yeah, and yeah. it's like yeah, like if you, if Weezer comes out with an album, can you add that to your library? It sounds like it. it you can just like something or follow something, and then right. like, and then what? There's no like recently added or recently. Like, so how do you find the it's Weezer so different. It used to. to be, and I think we talked about this, where I would add an album and every song would be added to my liked songs. But what it does is it sort of adds, there's a separate, there's liked songs and then there's like your library. So if I like an album, it adds the whole album to my library. I can search it. Mm-hmm. But if I played through my liked songs, it's not going to play that track, which is what it used to do. Five or six years ago, where any if you go tra- to library, the whole how thing. is it sorting that by recently added my like songs? No, like let's say let's say Weezer comes out with an album, right? And I guess what do you do? You hit a heart on it, or you hit a plus on it? Yep, it's a heart for the album. It's a heart. Yes. That's that's bizarre. And then and then what? You go to your library <laughs> now. You want to see like oh, what are like the li- I want to listen to some new music that I recently added to my library. There you go. So the the problem is, let's say I go into Spotify under albums. So under my Mm -hmm. library, under albums, Mm -hmm. it automatically sorts by recently added. So it's got Sherwood, Neil Halstead, Dream Kid, Will Dorado, La Bouquet, Owen. (laughs) Right? It's 1983. You just asked the girl. I had to follow you. You dropped the album. Yeah, Dream Kid's great. Yeah. What's funny is I think Dream Kid's Instagram stuff is better than his records. I like it, yeah. Right. Yeah. I like what they did. I listened to it one time through, and it's like, all right, it's cool. Yeah. It's good. So that, it does So there's a way default. to go to your recently added albums. And if you, let's say, for whatever reason, uh, Fall Out Boy, they have an album that's coming out. Currently, only three songs are out. But I added the album to my library, and as songs come out, it just gets moved to the top of my recently added, which I like. Ooh, that's nice. So you're saying yeah. that, like, let's say, well, that has to do with the band adding it to that album, right? That, mm-hmm. I don't know how that would work, because I feel like Spotify has the singles that they'll release, like a band will release, like, let's say Love Never, mm-hmm. Half Heart is on its own, but then you've got Love Never inside Surviving, Right. And it doesn't add or change anything. Like mm-hmm. if I added, I, I've i never seen, I guess what I'm saying is I've never seen an album add additional tracks. So on Spotify, it's like you you put out what, you're, what you have and that's it. That exists on yeah. its own. So if I go to recently added here, I'm just going to send this to you. Uh, so this all-time low record is not out yet. I'm going to send you a screen grab of this. 
This is good uh, content, I think, for everybody. <laughs> well, I mean, it's been a narrative throughout the whole thing. Yeah. This is what the all-time low album looks like right now. I'm sending that to you. All right, let's see. Take a look at this thing. And so as songs will come out, it will kick it back to the top of my recently added because it's until the album is out. Then it'll live at that point in the recently added. But it knows that I'm interested in any songs that are going to come out on this release. And then let me ask you, how did you add this? Like you, you asked me, uh, uh, there's a heart uh, on my you end. See, uh, you see where the little down arrow is? Sure. That means download because it's Correct. already in my library. That is a plus if if I haven't added it to my library. So basically I go to all time lows page. I see, tell me I'm alive is coming. I click on that record and I hit plus and that adds it to my library. So when I go to recently added, it's there with all the tracks, whether they're released yet or not. And then, like I said, let's say track three is the, they release before the record comes out. It'll kick this back to the top of recently added because there's a new song. And I feel like this yeah. is something that you would like. And only you would like, because this does not seem interesting to me. Like, I want what? the, I want, I know it just, just doesn't. It just seems, it seems over, over engineered for me. Like, I just want the album. I don't want it to move back to the top. Like, if I want to go back to all time low, I'm going to go back to this album. But I'm not going to, like, wait for it to be replaced. Right yeah, but a new song is going to, let's say another song is going to come out before the full record is out. Yeah, you're, you're you're always going to recently added. You may not go down to all time low because you've got six things on top of it. I guess. But, oh, it kicked up front. Oh, there must be something new on it. There is. Sick. Let me hit it. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Like I did recently sold. add one single Kimbra song, but and it did. It added. It looks like this. It, I could see it's track two on something, but in my library, it's just this one track. This is why I'm um, a Spotify man. I can't deal no with way, this. It's too God. much thinking on my part, David. Yeah, see, no, I can't. I don't, and I listen, how often are you listening to a playlist versus an album? <sighs> I don't know. I would listen, I don't even know. Like, I listen to a lot of, like, I'll be inspired like, okay, to listen to a radio. Okay, you're in the car, you open up Spotify, and what do you do? Either I will listen to an album or I'll listen to my like songs. I won't really listen to a playlist, if that's what you're asking. I won't listen to a playlist. I won't find a playlist. I don't even know how to get to my liked songs. <laughs> Well, mine's it's up front. It's up top. And what's nice is they have the, the six most recent things that you listen to, an album, yeah, playlist. I could go to listen now. There is David Park's <sighs> Station, which I maybe is my liked songs. I have no idea. And if I click on it, it I will might like play. That. I don't know. But it won't. And I like listening to that. But, like, I don't know, man. I'm usually, like, wanting to listen to a full record. I'm like, oh, I want to listen. And then if I don't want to listen to a full record, but I know I want to listen to 1975, I'll go listen to the 1975 Essentials. And then it'll just play. like We have the same things. It's just a different way of getting around it. I just don't think I know enough to care about like that, like adding and and the the album and then pieces of it come in and it. Re I don't even think I if I'm if I'm inspired to listen to something, I'm going to go look for it rather than be fed that. Yeah, I think is what yeah, I get, I'm mostly just listening at. in my I'm usually living in my recently added or manually searching for a record because I want to. I got gotcha. you. I got gotcha. you. Yeah. Huh. Huh. So there it is. Well, yeah, right. <laughs> let's talk about the uh, You're going to be you're going to be an Apple Music guy and I'm going to be a Spotify that's man, right. and that's it. Um, let's talk about structure and yes. then we'll get into some lyrics. Um, let's do it. Yeah, on the album version of the song, it is in a D major key, a 10B camlot and 164 BPM, making it a 611 duration. On the Phoenix sessions, all right, tell me what what's happening here. They were in D major on the album, 
On the Phoenix Sessions, they are in G major, 9B Camelot, 109 BPM versus So that is not any kind of relative minor or anything. So that's going to be a D major a, to a G major. That's a huge jump. One that's, of them sounds off. That seems that seems weird. Is too well. Bad. Let's listen. Let's see. So if yeah, I went into congratulations it. for Jimmy World, right? Let's see. Yeah. Which which are you gonna play? And I'll I'll the play. Other. Um, and I only have to play the beginning, right? So I'll play the album version first. Let's listen okay, to that. Cool. Here we go. And even this says one sixty four BPM. I'm gonna go to tap tempo tap tempo. Okay. You want to hear I'm in the 170 realm. Okay. That's and this says 164. So it's possible maybe I mistapped a little bit. So, okay. And here comes, you're there. All right, here comes the live version at Ice House. That's the note we're looking for. It's the same note. Yeah, it sounds Something's like it, right? I'm going to tap out the tempo here. One sixty four. Right? Yeah. So it's the same. the same. It's the same. 164. So one's off. It's a... I don't know if you can do the note, but whatever one... I'd say the Mm -hmm. album one is probably correct. Yeah. Uh, Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your keyboard is set to macros right now, not music, right? Uh, My keyboard? This is what my keyboard is set to. Oh, you know what? Gosh darn it, David. (laughs) This is what my keyboard is set to. Let's see. A lot of carbon scoring here. Looks like you boys have seen a lot of action. Is that G or is that D? (laughs) That was... (laughs) <laughs> that would be the D. So the D is carbon scoring. <laughs> oh, that's funny. That's okay. All right. So too bad. Too bad. Uh, I feel a, like a there's rare... a lot of it that's automatic. There's yeah, there's a course, database yeah. that just gets it just gets filled up, and then these all of these sites pull from it. Oh yeah, totally. Yeah. All right. Well, let's jump into lyrics. All right, man, there, there aren't a whole lot. For a six-minute six and 11-second song, there's not a whole lot, and it's because they repeat. And there is some intense, amazing guitar work going on before oh, yeah. and the after. outro is long. And Holy moly, yeah, dude, it's good. And I love what they have to say, the band has to say about what, you know, the backstory on how they got to that, and when Zach talks about that, so we'll get to that a little bit later. But, yeah, so there's a lot of um, guitar work on the, on the tail end of this thing. So let's go through this. Um... I've got this listed. I don't think Genius had it listed as verse one, but I did. Maybe oh, I did. That's didn't. a good point. Uh, did I not do it? Maybe probably because I, I copied and pasted. So okay. So I, I, I broke down uh, the verses. I got two huge parts. So I got them in a couple of blocks. Let's do this. We'll do four lines at a time. Yep. Congratulations, Jimmy World. Here we go. There's no clarity in front of me. Only degrees of hating, obscenity. There's no charity. Some don't deserve to make it. Oof. Uh, and this is, we got to keep in mind, this is the last track. This is track 10 of 10 on this album, right? Um, and what I think Jim is saying here is the future is uncertain. And it sure looks like there's a lot of hate and anger going around. It's everybody's looking out for themselves and not everybody deserves to shine in the spotlight. Now, do you have the genius annotation up? There was only one in there and it was for that line. 
Oh, no, I don't. Okay, and all I, it had I to do I remember was, it, but yeah. It's okay. I'll bring it up. I got it up here. I got the link. So it just had to do with Clarity, the album. And they said this was from two contributors. This was from Gracefully Punk, Narlington, Texas. <laughs> That's cool. I can't tell. It says two contributors for this one. Oh, created by Gracefully Punk. Accepted by Narlington, Texas. This is likely reference to Clarity, the 1999 album that many fans feel is the band's best work. 20 years later on the album Surviving, Jim Adkins no longer has the same bright-eyed certainty he felt when he was younger. I don't want to discount that. I think that could very well be true. Uh, I think that Jim uses the word Clarity across many of his songs. This isn't the first time or last time that he's used the word clarity um, in lyrics or an album, right? Um, and I think it's just, that's a, a word that he chooses to use to dis, to distinguish when the future's uncertain, right? And so I think that's what he's saying in this first part is that there's there's a lot of anger in the world. The future is uncertain. We don't know where we're going. And wasn't, did he admit that this album was a, was a, was it all political or was this just like, Hey, we're coming back. This is our, uh, this is the 10th album. You know, I, I can't remember what he said uh, about the album as a whole. No, I do think there was the, uh, the lead single on surviving was what that would have been. <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> No, it wasn't. No, that would have no. I'm just kidding. I just clicked it. That, <laughs> that was, was the second single off Futures. Come on. No, it was. Uh, uh, oh, it was always, always stay. stay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, I didn't have anything to do with politics. Yeah, nothing. So, uh, but I feel like they always have an underlying underlying theme of what's going on. Oh, in criminal the world. energy. Yeah, 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 criminal energy. And congratulations for sure. Had the. Uh, yeah, um, they talked about. Yeah, they talked about Trump specifically in that one. Yeah. Right. So uh, I feel like this was more of the the all encompassing. Let's let's wrap this album up, and they're talking about just uncertainty, the political climate, our humanity climate, all of these things at once. And so they're just saying there's obscenity, there's no charity, there's no happiness. It's all like me, me, me. Some don't deserve it to make it. So that's what we're starting this this song off with, which is pretty intense, man. After a, a, that interesting drum, that drum lick that. Zach's got going on. All right. Second half of verse one is, oh, and I don't know if you have the lyrics up at all, but I, I listened to it again right before we came on and I changed a lyric from what they have in genius. You'll oh, blame, right. you'll blame and fight each other for just a slice of plunder too down and tired to ponder whose foot you're crawling under. So it sounds too much like he's saying ponder instead of wonder very is clearly. Yeah. Uh, let me go grab my vinyl. Is right. the are the liner notes? Do the liner notes have the lyrics in them? Mine's still in cellophane. I can't. I can't look. <laughs> Give me a second. I'm, I'm Thank you for go that, David. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I'll go ahead and say that I think what they're saying here is it's all passing the blame, pointing the finger, fighting about nothing, and for what? Everyone's exhausted from all this exerted energy, being trampled underfoot, which is what the last line says. Whose foot you're crawling under? Uh, I means to. Fail to consider or care about something with the result that it is destroyed. So, uh, David, what I was saying was this last line, whose foot you're crawling under, I think that's a pretty important line. And there's a track uh, from Led Zeppelin that I remember from, I want to say it was from, uh, gosh, it's, let's see, Trampled Underfoot. Is it Physical Graffiti? 
Nah, I don't even know what album. Yeah, it is Physical Graffiti. All right. Yes. Who can so know? it's from, yeah, it's from the album Physical Graffiti, but it says it, it's a track called Trampled Underfoot, and I had to look what it means. It's an English term, but what it means is to consider or care about something with the result that it is, that it is destroyed. So I feel like this last line is saying, too down and tired to ponder whose foot you're crawling under. You're just going to, everything is destroyed. Your, your thoughts, your desires, it's all just for naught. Wow, what so, is the uh, so so what's what does genius say? So genius said too down and tired to wonder. I think it's too down and tired to ponder. So it does say wonder here in the liner notes, but I'm interested now. Let's, Let's listen. listen. Here we go. I, I can play it. Doesn't he say ponder? Like ponder? No, I think he's wonder. <laughs> nah, he says, dude, I swear he said, I'm gonna I'm gonna crank it up a little bit. It's he's ponder. He says ponder. <laughs> dude, <laughs> I will die on this hill, David. He says ponder. I'm gonna crank it again. He says ponder. Dude, what he so Panda. clearly says ponder. Even if it's a punder, <laughs> he does not say wonder. There's no he very woof. clearly said to blave, and we all know to <laughs> blave that means, means to bluff. To bluff. <laughs> He's probably to playing blave. cards, and he cheated. <laughs> liar! 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 <laughs> Get out of here, you witch! I'm not a witch. I'm your oh, wife. Oh my god, I love that movie. <laughs> As you wish. As you wish, my sweet Wesley. <laughs> Okay, so I think he says too. It doesn't really matter. No, it's a, it's all the same, right? So it's too down and tired to ponder whose foot you're crawling under. I, but I do think that what they're saying is that your desires, everything you're looking forward to, is just going to get crushed. Like you're just going to get someone else's dreams are going to usurp yours. You're going to get trashed. All right, to the chorus. A lot of O's and Ahs. So, oh, right. And then ah, yeah, and then the callback, and then the ahs, o's, and then the callback of the ahs and o's. And then this was actually a lyric I did not know. You're on your own. You're on your own. (laughs) Yeah. Right? So you're on your own. You're on your own. He only wants to worry about himself. What has caring for others done for him? And I think this is like, this is such a, like a, a common narrative is that this, people... Maybe it's like a selfish attitude or something, but like they, people, they'll say you're 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 so selfish. You you're only care you only care about yourself. But it's almost like there's so many people out there doing their own thing. It's like what what else is there to do but focus on myself? And it's hard not to, it's it's hard to get out of that mode of thinking when uh, like everyone else has got their own thing going on. It's like like what was Addison talking about us trying to get together for a, a to go to a, a get a drink or something. And it's like we're all so invested in our in our pursuits it's tough to get out of that yeah because that's it like every week it's like for me as a routine it's like it's school monday to friday and then weekends is is all of our activities that we couldn't do during the week yep so talking about you're on your own you're on your own you're all you're all on your own you're isolated okay and then the only different lyric here is going to be the second verse which i broke down into a couple blocks so it's read carefully can't possibly a threat to future earnings suspiciously through editing the facts are disappearing i love that he used this suspiciously through editing 
That is, to me, that, that lyric of all of these lyrics stood out the most. And what I think he's saying is even trying to be careful and planned, you're never going to get it all right. Somebody's going to skew the headline or spin the story in a different way. And what's, what's truth and what's fake? There is, it's, there's such a muddy line. Like there's no fine, uh, th- there's no clear line, I guess I should say, between what's... No clarity. Exactly. It's going back to the very first line that Jim said. There's no clarity. It's so muddied. It's so. It's just so hard to dis- to distinguish what's clear, what's truth, and what's what's false. Uh, the facts are disappearing, and it's it, it sucks because, um, I mean, I feel like that, that some of these later albums they incite so much political talk. Like you could get to that point, and what I think now is like even this weekend. Okay, let's talk about this weekend with the weather, right? Uh, and the fact that in our city, we haven't had snow in our city for roughly 30 years, right? Did you get any? We had some on the hills, which has happened okay. before, but not this close. Yeah. So none, we got hail, which has happened several times, right? Um, but there's stuff in Santa Barbara. Santa Barbara hasn't had snow for a, a long time. That's a coastal community, right? A lot of this stuff, in the back of my mind, I think... Could this be climate change? Could very well be. What's what you know, if this happens again in the next two or three years, if it's not an anomaly, you know, it could it could definitely be something behind it. And then it just takes me back to my Reddit. <laughs> me lurking on Reddit and looking at all the people that the deniers of all the things that are going on, that you'll never be able to change their minds. And then there's people like my thought process where I, you're not going to change my mind either. It goes both ways. I'm not in the right. I'm not in the wrong. It's just like I have my thought process. And I think that's what they're talking about is that the facts are disappearing. It's so hard to try and change somebody's mind this day and age because there's so much that they're infiltrated with in their mind. There's so much data. There's so many facts. And I say facts, I use that term loosely, that they're being presented with that it's hard to see something else. And I, I, I'm glad that Jim and the band have brought this to light, is that, that it just gets harder to distinguish what's real and what's fake. I saw a really funny comment, which is what I was over here looking at. Sure. Um, there's a, a really politically left-leaning uh, Instagram account called Homegrown Terrorists, and they <laughs> basically update you on all the January 6th people that are getting arrested over time <laughs> or they're posting pictures like help find this person and all this stuff anyway they posted one of those dumb ways to die uh memes that's the like the new thing it's like uh i saw one that was like a mom was like i gave a stranger on facebook my address for buy nothing and she's like <laughs> dumb ways to die anyway it, it shows a guy like trying to climb the steps of the Capitol, like on the outside of the steps and then he, oh, falls. he falls off <laughs> yes, like, ways to die. Like, anyway, he's like a somebody, floor up right i have no idea yeah it's um, enough you to can't hurt. See the, you can't see the bottom from where yeah. the video was. Anyway, it says, just a regular tourist visit, right? And it was. That Remember, that was like, oh, we weren't there yeah. to riot. We were yeah. there to just visit. Right. <laughs> I was like, uh, but here you are climbing up the side of the Capitol with a Trump flag in your hand. Anyway, right. um, yeah, and it, uh, same thing. We're, it pains me to have those conversations if that ever gets brought up. But it's it, it, like, <laughs> if someone has that stance... You, you know what? I'm not even going to argue with you. You have that stance that that was that's what it was and that's what they're going to die on. Um, but like that it's that kind of mentality that, that it's so split nowadays. There's such a, a rift between ideologies that it's it's tough to 
Yeah. It's tough to make your stand and then live by it because it's, you know, you, you think about when, when you try to make your stand, like in that case, um, you can do it on social media because you have people that follow you. But if you're trying to do it in a conversation where there's other people with these ideologies in the same room, it's more difficult because then it just becomes this shouting match, which I've been part of several times, <laughs> which sucks. It's like, I just want to, you know what, let's just have a good time. <laughs> So anyway, okay, let me get, let me finish this. This is the second half of verse two here. So this is, with discipline and message, you'll take awkward possession of nothing you really wanted. Welcome, congratulations. So good. And there you have it, the name of the song. Hey, that's the name of the song. <laughs> uh, you'll take what you're given or what you're afforded, likely something you never even wanted. And then it's almost like, welcome to the club. Join the club. Like, we're all in the same boat. Uh, you'll take awkward well, I possession. I also think... With discipline and message, you'll take your awkward. You'll take awkward possession of what nothing you really wanted. Remember, like the last thing Trump wanted to do was win that election, <laughs> and, he fucking, and then he ends up getting it. And, and then, then he was know, the you, president, and he was miserable for four years. Like <laughs> all he just his he just wanted to win. He didn't know what the fuck it meant, and then he became president, and he was miserable yeah. for four years. And like, you know what, you like in, in all of the different memes and reels yeah. that were from it, and what is it, the, the one that I have shared with you, and I swear you shared with me, is is uh, uh, the reel of, of, like, the husband talking about the honeydew list. I haven't done it yet, but <laughs> I can guarantee you it's going to get done. Uh, it, it's a certainty. And yeah. it's like, this is exactly that. That feels like all of every every press conference he's had has been that. It's it's like, yeah. how do you, how in, 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 in the English language, do you say the opposite things for an entire two or, two or three minutes? Like you contradict yourself, but he's he's done it, and then people will clap afterwards and say, yeah, you yeah. did it, man. You said you were going to yeah. do it, and then you said you weren't going to do it, and I'm all for it. Yeah, it's interesting. Like I think I think I tried that double-speak circular logic thing in high school, like when you would be ill-prepared for like a presentation or something. And just trying and to – And sometimes s- you feel like, oh, yeah, I get them off. nailed it. But now as a parent – I'm just sitting there looking at my kid like, you really going to try this? Like, yeah. don't bullshit a bullshitter is basically yeah, like. Exactly. Yeah. Dude. I've been I, doing like, this uh, since I was at, <laughs> in diapers. I, I told Susie I was going to ask you this tonight. And uh, it, it happens to be on topic. We were talking to a parent of Wesley's, uh, one of Wesley's friend's parents. And I think we were just waiting at pickup and something, something homework. And she was just like, oh, yeah, we don't do that. And somehow we were just like. I don't think we said anything. And it was, it was like, they're in first grade. Like, what do they need to do homework for? I was like, yeah, but he was assigned homework, though, right? So I'm like, at one point, are you going to? So it made me wonder, like, and I'm going to ask you, do Charlotte and Jack get homework? And if they do, do you guys have them do the homework? Is this is this? Is this normal to be like, yeah, we're not doing that. Like we told the teacher we're not doing homework. I'm like, I'm sorry. I, you what? know what? I would say that they probably, so to answer your question, yes and yes. Um, and it's because part there are two reasons why I they've assigned it yes and then also I grew up doing way more homework than they had right sure um so I I I'm going into it thinking yes I'm I'm expecting them to have homework but there is a there is a big push and teachers have mentioned this where they say a lot of the stuff we're going to do that would have been homework we'll do in class so we're trying mm-hmm. to make it so the students do the work in class and they don't have mm-hmm. to have homework it doesn't happen all the time, but they have homework mm-hmm. and there's a packet that they bring home for yep. home and return to school. Right. Yep. And so yep. we follow that. We look at it and look at it and, and say, yes, did you do the homework? Yes. So I'm working. Same. And what's and I'll what's sit there and help them with it. And I'll, yeah. I'll like 
it's like training wheels, right? Like I'll do the first couple right. problems with them. All right, all right, great. I'm gonna go start dinner. I'm here if you have questions, but you do your thing. <laughs> right. And I think that that parent's mentality could go one of two ways. They're gonna teach their kid that that things that they're given handed to are not important. Or the other way could be it could go the completely opposite way where that was completely disregarded by the kid. They will never remember any of that stuff. And when they get homework in high school where it's actually, you know, where they need it to pass, they're going to they're do fine. I don't know right. where it's going to end them up. Yeah. I just don't, as a teacher, I don't want to be presented with that kid where they said, I ain't going to do your homework. It's like, well, I don't want to give you homework. I don't like to give homework. But sometimes you got to do stuff outside of class. And look, this is what... I don't want to do work outside of work, but sometimes, like, let's say you and I both think about things outside of work, and and I'll, like, tonight I thought, I realized what I'm going to do for my lesson. I am not mm-hmm. being employed by the school district right now, but I'm going right. to put together my lesson because now I am, I have the thought, I have the motivation, and I'm going to do it. So, I don't know. I, that kid's going to be fine, like, in this, at this age, but I just feel like it's teaching them something that yeah. it's giving them... Uh, I guess grounds to be able to say in the future, like I don't have to do this, <laughs> and, they, no. and then it becomes a headache for people. And then this is just me being interested in your profession as a teacher, because you are. This is your first year teaching high school. High school, yeah. Is your plan to go back next semester or next school year and look at your syllabus for the previous that same week, the previous year, and be like, oh shit. I did the work last year. One hundred percent. Yep, and that's okay, that's cool. why the first year of teaching can be the hardest. Not only yeah, is it okay. getting like getting acclimated, which is a big thing for me. Like I I've taught before, but getting acclimated at high schoolers. But yes, the developing your lesson plan is it it takes so much time. It's half of my day. Yeah, and so yeah, so I'm gonna look back, and there were notes that I took, and I'm gonna say I'm gonna nix a, fr- a few things, but for the most part, a lot of what I've developed is gonna stick because nice. I know what to. That, and I have a loose guideline of what I need to teach, right? I know where I need to go. Like I know that we need to, I need to teach them how to use the camera, the principles of design, elements of elements of art, this kind of thing. And, and then we have projects and stuff that re that re use those concepts. But like the hard part is putting the lesson together, like an ed puzzle, or if it's going to be a lesson, if it's a lecture, like that all takes time. So, yes, I will be going back next semester so much more free. And I'm right. very excited because you about won't that. have to be lesson planning as exactly. much as preparing for 100 percent. That's what Lindsay's been riding on for the last 14 years. My last. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. My yeah. last point regarding the don't bullshit a bullshitter is so that's a first graders point of view. And I think from first to eighth grade, you know, I, I did my homework. Right. Ninth grade, I went from private school. Uh, third to eighth grade, I was in private school, one classroom, even first and second grade when I was in public school, one classroom, one teacher all day. High school, all of a sudden I'm moving classes. There's like nutrition and lunch and homeroom. And I, I didn't understand any of that. And I was really doing poorly. Like, I think I had like a C minus average D. I was like failing classes left and right and all this stuff. And I realized like something needs to change. And something you realize this. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> I mean, I was having a tough time. and um, But this wasn't like your parents stepped in and said, hey, look, son. No, it was like the parents, the counselor, and it was just like, how, what do you need? It it wasn't it wasn't like something needs to change, you got to fix your shit, which is probably some bullshit thing I would do to Wesley, <laughs> poor kid. Um, but it was very much like, what do you need? What's happening? And it was like, there's a lot. Like, I have to go between classes? Like, this is a big thing. This is a 
bigger step than I was anticipating. Anyway, right. All of that is to say, I ended up like 10th through 12th grade. I'm oversimplifying. And Susie very much was just like, you realize that's your white privilege, right? <laughs> but this is this was my and I gave this to both my nephews when they were struggling in high school. I gave them this advice. High school is your last step before you're an adult. You need to learn the politics of high school and not school school. Sit up front, participate in class, do the work, make sure the teacher teacher knows your name. You will never have to open your book or do a piece of homework all of high school if you do that. You need to be known, understand the work. You have to do the work in class. But as long as you play the game, you won't have to do any homework. And Susie was like, you just didn't turn in homework? I was just like, yeah, just be like, eh, I was busy. <laughs> but also, I worked. I worked. I did the every play I was involved with, all that stuff. And a lot of this stuff was just like, okay, if I had a book report done, 100% wasn't doing a book report. But if I, if I needed yeah. to turn in a report or turn in a project, I did that. But I would also be like, can I make this a movie? Can I write a song instead of do a report? Like, it was always finding a different way to get there. And I really like I was doing plays like, sorry, Miss Bridges, I didn't do your English homework because I was stage managing your play until 7 p.m. And then I got home at nine. Like, I didn't do that. <laughs> like, whatever it is, the homework you expected me to do, I didn't do it. But I'll read your book in class, maybe. Like, I don't know. <laughs> well, and, and I'm not even that rigid. And some students yeah. have caught on to that. It's all, like the ones that are interested and they'll say, can I do this this way? I stop and they'll catch me. I'll stop and I'll go. You know what? That's actually interesting. Yes, turn it in that way, because if you're gonna do it, if if, if it doesn't matter, like you said, as long as you're interested. And I've put together, I put thought and time into these things, and as long as they're interested and are gonna give me a product related to it, of course, turn it in like that. I don't care. You're gonna turn <laughs> it in, and that kid in the back who is being a freaking problem is not going to turn in shit sure i'll take your yeah. stuff and you'll get 100 percent because that kid didn't do any work and does not care about what i'm teaching yeah and i've probably yeah. told this story once before but um and i told Susie this i was like there was one teacher who i got sent to the dean's office for because i threw the test in her face it was a physics class he had to have a <laughs> ti whatever fucking texas yeah. instrument graphing calculator my dad was like, I'm not buying you a $90 calculator. You're out of your fucking mind. So I didn't have it. And it was required for this class. But the school's not providing it. And so my dad's like, blah, blah, blah. And me, I'm just like, well, oh, math's not that hard. I'm really good at math. Like, I, I like math. I enjoy math. I do well at math, I think. Um, and even that was the product of a good teacher versus a bad teacher. I failed an algebra class, took the same class again with another teacher. I got above an, like above a 4.0 in that <laughs> class. And it was just a difference in teaching styles. Yeah. And the other teacher was just like, if you want to build, if you want to do like an art project that I can put up on my wall in my classroom to decorate, you could put the quadratic equation on it and then it'll be on the wall for when you do the test. You don't have to memorize. It. And I was like, yeah, what the fuck? She was like, scientists don't memorize this shit. They open a book and they say, what's the, what's the equation for this thing? And what's, you know what I mean? Yeah. So anyway, that is all that's to say is I knew how to do the long math in physics. I didn't have a graphing calculator. I showed my work. I did it on the test. She failed me because I didn't have the calculator. And I was pissed. I threw the test yeah. in her face. <laughs> I got sent to the office and my dad had to come to the school. And we were all sitting there in the office like, wait, what are we doing here? And I was like, I didn't have the calculator. And I did the math on the thing. And she didn't. She failed me. He was like, oh, no, this is stupid. <laughs> but yeah, anyway. And then the counselor said, you know, every time you're in my office, because of your mouth, you got to stop. <laughs> <laughs> you're just but saying your piece, man. Very on brand, man. 
<laughs> very yeah. on brand for me. Anyway, <laughs> all that's to say, don't bullshit a bullshitter. And I think yeah. that's why some people were uh, disillusioned by Trump and some people drank the Kool-Aid. So, yeah, you're right. Those all people right. didn't bullshit well. Nope. <laughs> uh, okay. Verse so, three. Yo, no, there is no verse three. Well, oh, okay. that's I see. It's, yeah, it's, I a, see it's a repeat. Hmm. And that makes sense. That's why the genius is so much longer than the liner notes. Right. Yeah. So it's a repeat. So that was I it. Love this. And I really it think says, that congratulations. It's a, you're on your own exclamation point. <laughs> right. Welcome. Congratulations is the last unique lyric. And I think that's yeah. very poignant um, with this. It's it's the <gasps> name of the track. <laughs> did you um, scream me? <laughs> I did. Well, that was the O's. At the end. Oh, yeah. The refrain. <laughs> yeah. Boom, boom, gaga, boom, boom, get a lot of octaves going on there. Boom, boom, gaga, boom, boom, gaga, boom, boom, gaga. <laughs> oh man, yes. So there you have so it. Those are the lyrics. Congratulations. Very, uh, very Trumpish. That's right. Yeah. Um, shall we get into some track notes? Let's do it, dude. All right. Well, I did want to put here. You know how you're always going to see bands, and I'm like, you just saw a band casually, and you didn't say anything about it. I am going to see AFI next month. Play "Sing the Sorrow in Full," and I'm very excited. Hey, and congratulations, I'm now man! Because yes. it won't be a surprise to you when I do go to the show because you'll be like, "Man, you were talking about it for weeks before." Yeah, <laughs> so, that's great, very man. To see AFI. <laughs> I don't. Is uh, it weird? Like, like friends of ours were asking, like, because I said I'm going to a show, and they go, "Are you going by yourself?" And Lindsay just goes, "He goes to shows by himself all the time." And I go, "Is that a weird thing to do? Is it? A, um, do I need to make a scene out of it and say we got to get like?" We got someone to take care of the kids. Let's let's go out and we're gonna have dinner and stuff. I just want to go to a show, enjoy the show, and come back, and that's it. That's all I want. <laughs> I think I would like Susie to come to like all shows, but I went and saw the Midnight by myself. I did buy two tickets. I just couldn't find a second person to go with me. And Susie, you know, we didn't have anybody to watch Wes and uh, all that. So uh, I did go to that show by myself, and I probably would go to more shows by myself. I don't know. I guess it's also like. I have this guilt as a parent. I know what it's like having two kids. It's the fucking worst. <laughs> I would feel so guilty just being like, I'm going to have fun. Bye. <laughs> like, but but um, doesn't Susie went to uh, Galentine's. I know. I don't know. For some reason, I don't mind that. But I don't like in my mind. I'm just like, oh, that's, that seems like putting her in the worst situation on purpose. Mm. I don't know. I feel like I, I don't we, think you're wrong. I'm yeah, just telling you how my yeah, brain works. I get it. I can see from that perspective. But I guess like the, there, were, there were like at least three or four different couples that said he oh, he goes to shows by himself. I was like, is, I don't know. Is that not common to I go to a show? Like, I remember one time you went to play golf. And I was like, you're just going to play golf. You're just going. Must be nice. <laughs> it's probably with my brother-in-law but yeah uh, yeah yeah i guess we we went i haven't gone and and i don't play golf well and i don't play golf yeah. that well <laughs> i would love to play golf that sounds so great for you i'm so happy for you <laughs> thank you <laughs> um so anyway i'm going to see afi next month congratulations man. featuring one mr davy havoc yes um which you know what genius. you know what that actually let's segue that i have a billboard.com article Mm -hmm. All right, this is Jimmy World's survival guide, frontman Jim Atkins, on the band's history you've never heard. This is from Billboard Stats. Oh, okay. I think I might have a blurb from this, yeah. All right, this is 10-14-2019. Uh, I don't have all that info. <laughs> all right, just <Sweet>. copied. <laughs> so down below, yes, it says AFI's Davey Havoc performed backing vocals on Surviving Closer. Congratulations. 
How did that come about? Do you want to tag team this? Do you have that? Yeah, go ahead and you read the first uh, paragraph. I'll take it. Oh, okay, here. It just sounded like something he would sing. He His backing part sounds like AFI. We made friends with AFI on the Warp Tour in 2001, and we've always kept in touch. I called Davey, and he was worried about getting to a studio. On the acoustic part of the intro to Surviving Song One Million, uh, One Mill, sorry, uh, <laughs> I really wanted something spontaneous that wasn't your typical studio setup. I went into the garage of our studio, set my phone down, did the part, and when I dumped this, uh, dumped it into the session, it sounded really good. The microphone on your phone is probably three hundred dollars or more. The research and cost is insane. I had to mess it up after I dumped it in because it sounded too good. So when Davey was stressing about getting to a studio, I was like, no, 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 put headphones on, set your phone down, sing it, and just send that to me. That's what he did, and that's what's on the record. I can totally see how there are SoundCloud rappers who have never seen an XLR cable pumping out platinum hits now. So good. <laughs> I was Dropping recently the XLR just cable. telling somebody, it, like, just record it on your phone. <laughs> Jimmy World does it all the time. <laughs> Yeah, right. I mean, there's uh, vocals that I've I have laid down, and we were what were we were just we were just talking about. Um, oh gosh, it was Best Coast, mm-hmm. right? We were talking oh, about yeah. uh, like Con- did Constantino. she record her vocals? Yeah. Like, there's no mic in the frame, right? Did she just yeah, it looked like was Pro? that like, straight? Yeah, <laughs> into her phone. Did she actually do it onto her computer? And like, that's what they use, and that even that alone, if you add some reverb to it, you do a little bit of. Uh, EQ on there and you can get something good as long as yeah, it's I consistent. Think, I wonder right? if her phone was just flat on the table or something. Like Probably. maybe she did use her phone's uh, microphone. It is pretty impressive, man. Like there's people that have gone to uh, they've used their phone just for like the dictation part of it. Like put it yeah. on the table and listen to the room and it's just like it, that damn thing. It's like it's omni uh, yeah. It, it's it's very, it, it catches some, some the pickup audio. Is, yeah. yeah. So good. Yep. Um, I have something from Chiptunes on Genius. This is a note. Um, This entire album has a certain darkness to it. Dealing with difficult themes such as self-worth, loss, regret, depression, just to name a few. But it also has uplifting moments about being comfortable in your own skin and not letting the longing for what is already gone hold you back from growing. Congratulations closes the album on a more dour note. Lamenting the chaos of the current world we live in as well as the loss of the singer's clarity. People push and shove one another just to scrape by, uh, showing no love and no empathy. Even so, everyone eventually gets stepped on and crushed by someone else. The eradication of truth in real time due to liars editing the past and people forgetting what is true anymore. It's a bitter finale, but also an explosive one. Says Chiptunes. I have... One from Chiptunes. I love a good chiptune. Mm-hmm. Beep, 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 beep. Yep. Beep, beep, beep. Beep, 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 beep. That's my chiptune. I have one. I don't know if we've had IamTunedUp.com before. No. I was looking at this. This is the founder's story, Ryan Getz. I, the founder of this site, am hearing impaired. Ironic? Yeah. I don't think way too much about it, as my impairment does not impede my opinion on this subject. Anyway, a while back, I wrote a piece addressing this irony. So that's on their their about page. But this article was um, 
titled Jimmy World Surviving. I, there isn't a date, but I imagine it was 2019 when they wrote this around then or early 2020. It's amazing how one band can be so naturally consistent over time. Jimmy World is that band for me. Only Death Cab for Cutie might be up there with them for consistently releasing great content that neither tries too hard nor is complacent. It just is. And then they go on to talk about them likening them to REM and M8, M83's Midnight City. Very cool, right? But then they go on this last little uh, paragraph here. Finally, I have to address a highlight of every Jimmy World album, The Closer. Here, it's congratulations. This six-minute-long song isn't as iconic as 23 or even the underrated double whammy that ends Invented, but the band seems to recognize the impact of those songs and takes the end of this record a different direction. While other albums have ended with tear-eliciting power ballads, Congratulations is a call to arms for the deep feelers. Adkins' vocals are strong as ever, but he's singing at us like a friendly drill sergeant instead of a forlorn pal, which I get that. I totally get yeah. that. He's actually, call, I, I like the call to arms comment because that's right. He's asking us to be, uh, to be aware of what's going on instead of the whole, uh, you know, amazing still it seems I'll be 23. <laughs> so very well said, Ryan Getz. Ryan G. G-O-E-T-Z. Nah, G-E-T-Z. Oh. <laughs> um, I have a couple chorus FM, uh, blurbs here uh in an interview that zach did with craig manning yeah yes former guest of the pod craig manning um anything on the new album you're really looking forward to playing criminal energy is fun says zach it's going to be interesting to see what people think of 555 because it's pretty different especially for me because i'm not playing any real drums on it at all (laughs) congratulations is the song we haven't totally fleshed out yet but i think once we do that one will be really cool as well, says Zach. And then uh, another uh, blurb from Zach on Chorus. Um, it was an older idea that's been floating around. We always liked it. The beginning of the song was the snippet that we always thought would be cool to turn into something. So when we fleshed out the rest of the song and it came to be sort of three different movements, it's something that as soon as we figured out how to put it down as a demo, we were really excited about it. We knew that it would be something that people would hear and think, whoa, this is kind of strange. It's one of those (laughs) tracks that is a little different than anything else we've done. And it felt a little odd at first, but I think we've learned that when we're feeling that feeling, we know we're on the right track to some degree. Some of the songs we do should be a little bit weird. And then you have some songs on the album that are like, oh, yeah, that sounds like Jimmy World. But I think it's important, at least for our own sanity, to say, okay, well, let's do something that's super out there and odd. And uh, that was also the only song on the record that Justin added a lot of keyboard layers to. And he just crushed it. When he added those in, it was magical. He's a master at that stuff. So it's just cool to see him work and do that kind of stuff, says Zach Lind. On October of 2019. I wonder what the other. I, you know that Jim has to have this as like a an early version on uh, mm-hmm. on Pro Tools. Like, oh yeah. there's, and there's you know it probably say, sounds just like the record. Right? Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> they basically just mastered it. <laughs> yeah, that was it. I love that they've gotten to that point where they can do uh, they can do that stuff. To, like Jim, the band, even the band, like they're so fine tuned. They yeah. just have this stuff that's just so ready to about, go. I was thinking about that door. when I was laying down the PTL for Sadie Hawkins pod, the cover that we're doing for them. And uh, I tried to formulate it like I feel like Jim formulates songs, like start with a simple idea, 
execute that through the first chorus and then add a new layer in the second verse, add a new layer in the second version of the chorus, maybe take down, I, I did a, I sort of inverted how the bridge goes on that song. And then in the last chorus in the outro, add more like the kitchen sink, throw it out. Yeah. That was how I sort of built it was like the way that Jim does that stuff. But man, it just doesn't sound very good. Like, Compared to like how Jim can make something sound. And I was like, man, I wish Jim did more producing. Like, I think he would be a good producer. And I know he has done in the past, but. Yeah. And I know that's kind of what I was getting at when I asked him that question on Twitter. And I said, what? You've been doing this stuff for 30 years. What are you going to be doing in the next 30 years? And he just said, I'm going to hopefully I'll be making music. Right. But I mean, if I could ask you further, what kind of music are you going to be doing it as a band? Do you want to do stuff as a as a producer? Because, like, listening, even I started playing, for me, This Is Heaven, the acoustic version. And he it's the same version that he played right after Chase This Light on, uh, what was that live show that he did in the, during the pandemic? Um, uh, Stinkweeds? Or? Yeah, it was Stinkweeds. I would think it was Stinkweeds. Mm-hmm. It's flawless. And you know what? In fact, let me do this. I'm going to play, because this is amazing. I'm going to do this. I'll, I'll do this, because uh, there isn't a whole, um, a whole ton on this track let's see for me this amazing is still <laughs> it seems uh <laughs> let's see if i can do this for me this is heaven i want to do the pro tab dang it i really wish i could i could pull up the the official tab they have this thing where they they you know, plays it right the view the interactive tab i want to see if that's it this oh is it. i see yeah. but listen to this i mean this is this is jim right figuring out i mean this is his playing here <laughs> oh, this is terrible. This is not what I was talking about, but you know what? I'm gonna take that back. I'm gonna take that back. That is not the. You know what? Here's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do this. I love this how is, that sounded. So yeah. <laughs> Wait till you hear this. So this is the acoustic. I'm gonna do the acoustic version. The acoustic. But like when he takes a song that he's written and does something, this has got to be it right here. The interact. Come on, give me the interactive tab, please. No, forget it. I take all that I said back. Dang it! Is it Songster? Here we go. Let's see if this does it. That kind of thing for him mm-hmm. to be able to take a song that was written by the band and then acousticize it and have yeah. this amazing arrangement that is not only a mix of three, four and then four, four timing. Like if you look mm-hmm. at the actual tab, but just the, the actual musicianship behind it. So, yes, going back to what you're saying. Yeah, you can do the whole formulaic thing of layering it where you take the basic verse, add it on, add, add a little bit for the second one. And it may not sound the same, but there's also that. Like, hey, I'm a professional. Like, when I go to you for editing, I'm going to get something that's a professional edit, right? It's not going to be me attempting to do what you do. <laughs> it's going to be your stuff that, this is why it's, this is why I pay 
somebody to do work because you've got all that behind it. So yeah, there is a formula to it, but Jim does such an amazing job of like just being a, a freaking musician. <laughs> it's amazing. And frustrating. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, 100%. Amazing and frustrating. Speaking of frustrating, uh, who do you think of when you think of the word frustrating? <sighs> like, are you, are you anyone in the world? Yeah. Oh, God. Frustrating? Uh, just the word, not the meaning behind it. I don't know. I don't know why I think of John Lovitz. I was, oh, man, you almost... I, I, that's funny. No, I was thinking John John Mayer. Oh. You frustrate me. Um, anyway, are you seeing John Mayer? I assume you and Lizzie got... Yeah, uh, we did. We got tickets, tick, yes. Tick. You're seeing See, John Mayer, like, yes. You didn't tell me. Yeah, well, okay. Me. It was... We got... We ended up... We, we looked at the tickets on pre-sale on Tuesday. It was stupid expensive. Stupid. Oh, yeah. And so we just figured, you know what? We just, she wanted to go. Like, she's like, I, I don't care what it is. So we ended yeah. up getting tickets on the actual sale date on Friday that were decently priced. So yeah, we were going. Was that yes. just, they went on sale just the past Friday? Yes. Not this oh, okay. Friday. It was the Friday before. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's exciting, man. Yeah. So we're going again. I mean, I don't, the forum or? He has no, yeah. And he's doing an acoustic thing. So this is, he has no new album, nothing like that. He's got no new content for the last three years right two years something like I that i loved his vaporwave album i was listening to it this morning it's great yeah it's pretty good <laughs> vaporwave yeah that's what uh, well him driving him driving a ferrari it. yeah the whole, Malibu. Like, everything about that album launch was so fucking good yeah. <laughs> he did it he's got the money to do it yeah it, what's dumb is that it takes so much money to pull that off yeah like that much money and that much career clout to pull off that incredible great album launch like it should be easier than that right yeah, and I'm sure there's there's probably people that would be able to do that uh, to achieve that, right? With yeah, uh, but would the would the advertising push have been there for that person? Oh, the advertising push, no. Like the content, yeah. I feel like there's so much good content out there right now, but there's mm-hmm. nobody to push it. Like maybe yeah. someone that says, "Hey, look what I found," and they share it, and there's that yeah. whole social media, the viral part of it. But yeah, you're right. There's no advertising push. Yeah. Like seeing that John Mayer billboard on Sunset Boulevard was right. so cool. It reminded me of like the nineties. Like it was so yeah. good. That's exactly yeah. I mean, us being downtown tonight and just seeing all the stuff that's up there still in like crypto.com, that whole downtown area, like all the stuff that's being advertised. Did the, co- the kids go to the PBR with you guys? They did, yeah. Nice. They enjoyed did it. They have a blast. They liked it. Yeah. No one nice. got injured. I mean, there was a couple there was like a punctured cheek, tiny little thing, tiny little thing. But it was cool. It was almost like the guys that uh, uh, the athletes that get hurt and they know that they're going to be fine. They get up and they're like bleeding. Yeah. It's like looks cool. and They give the thumbs up. <laughs> it was pretty cool. And cheer as they walk off. Yeah, exactly. Off. Yeah. <laughs> um, here is Jim in alternative press. Did you see this? I didn't see the alt press. No. Okay. He's uh, Jim Adkins comments on the choice of making congratulations the closer on the album. It just felt right. It might be a reaction to other albums we've done where we've had a more typical expected closing song. There was definitely something in the back of our heads. It also doesn't feel like the type of album that should have a song like that. 555 is the closest thing to a ballad. Everything else is very rock, mid to up-tempo-ish. I don't know. We just felt like it fit. (laughs) The most shrugging answer. (laughs) It felt like it fit. Um. I feel like there's a lot of comments, and I have one from Brooklyn Vegan. There's like a very brief mention on it. I think they go through the whole album. They're talking about 
They're doing track by track. Let's see. Oh, so they said Brooklyn Jimmy Vegan World's- did track by track? What's that? Brooklyn Vegan did no, track it wasn't, by track? I'm looking at it again. So this is September 7th, 2022. So this is recent. This is like in the last four months. Andrew Satcher. Jimmy World's t- 10 best deep cuts- uh, and it's not often that the world gets treated to a band like Jimmy World. They've had the same four-piece lineup for the for 25 years, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, so number 10 was Criminal Energy. But they go on to say, uh, after putting out 2016's career rejuvenating Integrity Blues, Jimmy World kept the momentum going on 2019's Almost As Good, surviving with shared producer Justin Meldell Johnson. Uh, it was a little more conventional for Jimmy World's standard than its predecessor, save for outliers like the electronic pop single 555 and the eerie closer closer. <laughs> Just like our first, <laughs> right? Second episode. Uh, congratulations. <laughs> but conventional isn't necessarily a bad thing. And Jimmy World loaded surviving with songs that sound great next to their biggest hits. So just talking about criminal energy, but they didn't mention the eerie closer. Mm. Uh, I do love a good Brooklyn vegan. Now that you mentioned a track by track, I found uh, they did that track by track for surviving for rock sound. So let me jump. I'm going to play this and watch together to 957 on this video. And they talk about congratulations. Let's see. Yes. What? There we go. Oh, yeah. 957. Oh, we've watched this thing 10 times, David. I know. It's crazy. I'm going to give oh. it 10 seconds here. Oh, we're the end of this recommit. is so wild, because David. We're constantly pressured to present this this sort of like fake version of ourselves congratulations is kind of interesting because we have um we were working on it and i was just thinking man these these vocals kind of sound like afi vocals they sort of sound yeah, like something AFI vocals. the, the wow <laughs> just like that too that's that's my sorry davy that's my afi impression um but then i was like thinking like well why don't we just ask davy davy to do it and uh so i sent him the track and said hey dude would you mind doing AFI vocals on this song? He's like, yeah, that's, that's kind of what I do. So he, he recorded it on his phone and sent it to us. And we just dropped it in and it works. Oh, on his phone. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's it's amazing, man. The, the quality of your microphone on your phones are, is. are like really good. It's like most of the expense of your phone is that is the microphone. I mean, it's a fucking phone. So you'd imagine <laughs> it, they kind of need it to sound good. <laughs> But it sounds way better than you'd expect. You know, I don't know if I've ever put two and two together that it's the the phone part because I don't talk on the who talk on the <laughs> fucking phone, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> but you're right. It, it it's it's for your voice. Yeah, it better be good. <laughs> it better be fucking I, good. Tell me this: you and Lindsay both have iPhones. Yeah. Do you use FaceTime audio? No, rarely, rarely. Once Dude, every few months. I'm telling you. I I convinced Susie a few years ago. I was like, "Look, this I is like VoIP audio, odd. right? It's so good, dude. It I, sounds like scary, we're talking right now. I know it's, it's so silly. Good. So Susie and I only Facetime audio each other now. It's beautiful. It's so good. I love it. the f- The very first time I ever came in contact with that was I was at Me? my previous employer, and it oh, was okay. when they were just doing the whole like mm. voice over IP." stuff and the the it guy that i was speaking with i was on this the our wi-fi mm-hmm. and i was conversing with him and i said dude tc it sounds like you're in the room with me and he goes i don't know what's <laughs> going on justin i have no idea that was my first introduction to like clear proper yeah. audio and it felt yeah. weird because i'm so used yeah. to it sounding so just 
torn down. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm not. I'm. Uh, there was another reason. I think it like. Uh, well, I guess it utilizes your data, but because we're T-Mobile, we have unlimited data, so like it, it's no skin off our nose. And like, I think, I think a lot of people use it in lieu of calling somebody if they have minutes on their plan because they could call somebody on Wi-Fi, right? And it won't go against your minutes anyway. I don't know, man. Uh, I'm not telling you to switch with that's. Lindsay, but I, I don't know. You guys should switch. It's great. It's. I'll so call good, her dude. tomorrow and I'll say. Do I sound different? <laughs> and it's also like it's like a different ring. The only thing you can't leave a voicemail. Yeah, which I was like, it, but I was I'm kind not, of annoyed by. But then I'm like, or you could just text. Like, yeah, right. I, there's so many other ways. We're stuck in. We're yeah. stuck in the old ways. Yeah, but anyway, yeah. Facetime audio is yeah. Because yeah, I very rarely Facetime people. Like I'll Facetime Susie at the store and be like, they don't have anything. But they do have they, yeah exactly you, know you I mean? show them something that's the only yeah. time or I'll she'll, ever she'll be like the remote's not working I'm like Ugh, let me Facetime with you <laughs> but otherwise You're pressing the wrong FaceTime button audio oh my god all the time like yeah like okay like when you call Lindsay this is like a Spotify question when you call Lindsay how do you do it do you have her saved as a favorite or do you like search her name and like hit call oh uh yeah so she's at the uh, I go to my favorites so if it's okay yeah I think my phone defaults to recent calls because I look at the like when I think you go, it does, yeah. Right. So I'll look and if she's on there, I'll click it. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, yeah, I click same. the left one over. Same. Then if we go. So what I did is I switched Susie's in my favorites to FaceTime audio. Boom. Never yeah. had to think about it. No. Yeah. It's terrific, dude. It's so it's it's like it is, like you said, like being in the room with somebody. It's like it's crazy. it's very it's 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 surreal. <laughs> it's I think so you know surreal. what else it helped with is like we'd be at Disneyland and be really loud and you like I can't hear you. Like I don't understand what you're saying. But like you FaceTime audio somebody and it's great. Well it's almost like like you you just said it's like us talking. Like I'm I have not thought about it, but it doesn't sound like a phone call when you and I are talking right now, right? This Correct. is us. Yeah, yeah. This and is it, this is what FaceTime audio th- sounds exactly, like. Exactly. Which yeah. is so different from when you're holding something up yeah. to your, your ear and you're expecting that nasally like, hey, how you doing? Yeah. But it's no, it's full voice. It's like you're yeah. what? <laughs> yeah. I do wonder, like, because if I receive a phone call now, I do have my phone hooked up to my computer. So if I receive a phone call. It will come in on my computer if I'm working. Right. I'll take a call, and my microphone and headphones are right there. So I'll take, I'll pick. I wonder if I'm on a regular phone call and I'm using this mic. Like, <laughs> do they notice? Like, <laughs> like it, I, you I sound just more full bodied, David. What's yeah, what's going yeah. on? <laughs> and here's another thing: is like, um, what was it? Uh, so uh, Bean uh, from Kevin and Bean. He has a podcast with Allie McKay, who yeah. replaced oh, yeah. Lisa May on the on the thing. Anyway, I finally recorded a a thing for them and i wanted uh, uh, like a theme song for a section they always have listeners like call in with the theme song for a section and i was like well i don't want it to sound like it's on the phone like i so i recorded it using my f- f- the voice memos on my phone right it was just me acoustic guitar blah 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 and um it was a parody of uh that um oh it's the song uh, i can tell that we're gonna be friends the Jeff oh White yeah song it's just g c d yeah um and uh anyway i did like a bar of that and then i was like they don't have an email like there's no email for the podcast so then i was like fuck i have to call their voicemail and like do this shit live so anyway we'll see if it's on this week but uh, i did record it and said it in but i also have a version of it here i'll play it for you i thought you were gonna say you put it in and like you listened to it and it was like sounded so clear no but now i don't know how it's gonna sound I have no idea how it's... I can't play it back and listen. Right. I don't know how it translated over the phone. (laughs) 
Right. Um, here, here's the song. I'll play it for you. Hey guys, it's been a minute. Oh, this was me. Uh, I tried to. I was like, okay, I'll record an intro and then I'll, I'll record it. Here, here's the song. Shovel snow, walk the dogs, Christmas things and mini cows, beaded pools, alleys, birds. These are just some things I've heard. I can tell that we are gonna have tea. <laughs> Personal minutia with alien beings. So that's my recorded version. I have no idea what it's going to sound like on their voicemail. So <laughs> anyway, that was my personal minutia theme song that I wrote for them oh, using my great. iPhone microphone. <laughs> I tuned that guitar so many times. It still sounds out of tune to me. Yeah, anyway. it sounded fine to me. <laughs> Um, uh, so okay. there it is, track by track. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I have one last thing. So you got Zach's interview on Chorus, right? Chorus, yes. With Craig Manning? Mm-hmm. Uh, great friends, right? I have one from Sarah Ambrose, the spotlightreport.net interview, Rick Birch. How often is Rick? Cool. Right? We played a big clip from Rick last week. That was really fun. Yeah. Um, I know. I More Rick. I need. I want more Rick. Yeah. We need more Rick content. Yes. So this is what uh, Sarah says. Jamie World have now been playing for over 25 years and have 10 studio albums to show for all their hard work. Probably best known in the mainstream world for their song, The Middle and Bleed American, the album that shot them to the to new heights. Jamie World are a poster band for rock success while still maintaining their unique sound. Surviving is fresh, honest, and pretty damn motivational. Spotlight Report got to talk to bassist Rick Birch to discuss the album, their journey, their future visit to Australia, and their cameo on One Tree Hill. <laughs> so Sarah says, uh, I just wanted to say congratulations. This is your 10th studio album, and that's amazing. And then Rick says, thank you. Thank you very much. The 10th album, I think, for any band is quite a feat. We're really proud of what we've put together. Uh, and then down further, Sarah asks, uh, do you have any favorite songs off the album? I know it's like asking, what's your favorite child? But I'm just curious. And Rick says, it's true. It's not unlike asking that question. But for me, it depends on the mood I'm in or what environment I'm in. Sometimes it's the album closer. Congratulations. It's very immediate and powerful. It gets to a really rocking place by the end of the track or a bit of introspection with the song 555. And they're very different tracks, but I still think they sit to get, they sit well together on the album. So yes, not all. I mean, he does this. It's a it's a full article. This is a nice article. I think but, it's interesting that one of the tracks he barely plays on, if at all. Um, bull, bull, but for bull. sure, I think "Congratulations" is probably we're gonna do. <laughs> we keep talking about it. It it seems so weird that we only have like three or four, three more or four more episodes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, uh, when we talk about the records. It'll be interesting specifically to look at it from Rick's point of view. Like, I think this is probably the high watermark of Rick's playing on this record. But maybe I'm not, I'm misremembering. Maybe there's some licks later, but it's very bass forward, especially when we listen to the Phoenix Sessions version. Like, he's yeah. so forward in the mix. Yep. Right up front, yeah. too. Yeah, he's like with the, the second, aside from, from Zach doing the little drum thing, that's like, yeah, straight up. So sick. Um, I've got Jim in Louder Sound um, talking about uh, this song. On Surviving, the political lyrics that were largely absent from their invent, uh, intervening albums are back in full force on songs like Criminal Energy and Congratulations. I've been complacent, says Adkins. I got lazy under Obama. I was like, eh, it's fine. <laughs> we got it. He laughs. Now, 
though, like many people, he sees no choice but to be political. In America, after a general election happens, it's like, it's always shocking to me how many people just don't vote. How many eligible voters don't vote? It's like, who are you? It just boggles my mind how you don't have any opinion. Like, really? But it's shocking how many people don't care. It's mind-boggling. <laughs> um, uh, I guess that's him just getting back in touch with his uh, political yeah. uh, punk rock kid inside him. Right. And I like that. I like that he touches back on that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. What else? You get? Are you out of track notes? I'm out of track and, notes. Yes. I'm done. Uh, what about reviews and articles? I've got a DIY mag thing. No, up to you. I'm all I'm oh, all okay. gone. Okay, I've got like I have a bunch more stuff, sorry. <laughs> um <laughs> DIY Mag did a track by track. Um uh who is this? I think this is with Jim talking. Let's let's read and find out. <laughs> Zach turned me on to Ken Wilbur's stuff. I would think it was him who posed the posted the idea of trying to understand people's political beliefs by asking, why is there suffering in the world? Some people will answer that it's due to a lack of personal responsibility. Some people will say it's due to a lack of equal opportunity. The point is a rough way to describe political bias, but when I think about the question, I believe it isn't as simple as either or. If responsibility isn't a core value, you will at best not appreciate the opportunities presented, and at worst, squander opportunity. But today, the single biggest factor in upward mobility is the randomness of birth. It doesn't matter how much responsibility you, you exude into society. You aren't going anywhere without help. This song ponders what happens when rigid ideology meets disaster. What happens when you go to die on the hill of congratulations, you're on your own. And, what do you and get what you're asking for. Like a bully flaunts power to feel better over their own insecurity, the otherized takers only deserve punishment. We really do nothing on our own. Every step of the way has had a pioneer or trailblazer who had a pioneer or trailblazer point the direction for them. We are all part of a system connected. It's just in our evolutionary advantage to care more about our similarities rather than punish our differences. So that is what was written about the song. Dang. Congratulations. <laughs> Quite a bit. Yeah, mouthful. <laughs> um, so that was for DIY Mag. Oh, yeah, this is what we were talking about. This record seemed to have a lot of um, different outlets that they went to. Like DIY Mag, I think, is more like a lifestyle, like makeup tutorial type of is thing. It? If like I, if you want if you go to the I top guess I don't really I don't really DIY remember, but I remember mag. it being is it DIYmag.com? Yeah I think so. Yeah DIY magazine. Rebecca Black. Uh, I'm so glad she's still around. I love it. Yeah man. She got bangs. It, yeah dude. Oh dude bangs for days. Uh um I don't know. Like I don't see any other thing anything else other than music. Um okay maybe uh anyway I was trying to find something else to say about DIY gotcha um uh, Zach posted the drum kit setup that he used for uh, congratulations. So I wanted to, I'll send this to you so you can follow along. Um, this is on Twitter. He posted this February 7th, 2020. And Zach says, we used a Denden Den drum used in Karate Kid 2 on the outro of congratulations. In order to recreate that live, I'm using this six inch Gretsch power tom that I've had for years, but never used. 
Sounds pretty close, says uh, Zach. Zach. And he's got a lacroix. A lacroix. Oh, uh, yes. Sprinkly water? Down. Really? What is it? A sprinkly water? <laughs> sprinkly, yeah. Yeah. What flavor is this? This is... What color is it? I'll tell you. Uh, it's like a pink. Oh, is it pamplemousse? <laughs> well, I would have thought that, but I don't think so. It has a, it has like a, a flower. What is that flower? Uh, hibiscus. Maybe. Let me look up a hibiscus. Yes. <laughs> and then I, of course, I tweeted it. Zach got no response. Any other cool <laughs> memories of the song? As time has gone on, does this Tom now tour with you for live performances of the song? And uh, no response. <laughs> I love, I love the end of it. Like there's so much, there's so much lead up to it, and no response. Yeah. He didn't. He was, he did go ahead and like my other comment from my other page. <laughs> um, oh, here's some here's an instance of Jimmy World tweeting about AFI. Um, Twitter seems to be loading really slowly. I'll go ahead and also load this page behind it. Okay, here are the four times that they have posted about AFI in March. Of 2010, congrats to AFI for getting the opening spot for Green Day. We speak from experience. So much fun. Um, September 2009, our friends AFI have a new album out today. Check it out. Uh, 2009, what was the... 2009 AFI, what was the record? Uh, AFI record? Crash Love. I did not like Crash Love. (laughs) (laughs) Um, February 2010, just arrived in Melbourne. The weather is incredible today. Looking forward to the AFI show tonight. Hashtag Soundwave. Oh, yeah. February 2010. That would be uh, summer in Melbourne. Um, And lastly, February 2010. AFI is almost up. Get ready to crash, Melbourne. Hashtag Soundwave. (laughs) Soundwave. (laughs) Hashtag. Never not funny. You know, yeah, never not funny. <laughs> uh, all right. Um, so that was that. Oh, and then uh, what was it? Uh, the Criminal Energy Tour presale is underway today at 10 a.m. local. They, uh, Jimmy World tweets in March of 2020. Use code congratulations. So I always like to mention when a song title is used oh, as the yeah. presale code. I love that. And uh, this was one of those song titles that got that bestowed upon them um sputnik music oh um, been there before yeah they rated the album 4.5 out of 5 superb uh the writer is sowing s-o-w-i-n-g uh says the biggest surprise of all comes in the final moments of the six minute closer congratulations where jimmy eat world basically transforms into a thrash metal cover band in the course of an epic gritty minute long breakdown it feels like an evolved version of past the baby which i concur it does have past the baby outro oh, yeah. uh which also heavily featured distorted rage against the machine inspired outros uh, it's easily the heaviest that Jimmy Eat World has ever sounded. Thus, for as consistently rewarding as the band's trained bark sound is, they prove that they can extend their reach into unfamiliar territory and still thrive. Hell yeah. Um, I've got four consequence of sound blurbs. Um, this is where they talk about how Jimmy Eat World an album is. Um, first is mm. that they mention it's the longest track on the album. Yeah. Uh, second, uh, in the section called Lots of Small Ideas, they write... This may be a bit of a stretch, but Congratulations has both clarity and future in its lyrics. 
The track is a disillusioned lament about the state of the world on the cusp of the 2020s, so it's not inconceivable Atkins was reconciling his modern outlook on what his younger self, uh, uh, with that of his younger self, by referring to early album titles. So we also came across that somewhere else um, that mentioned that. Um, third blurb, King of Havoc, they named this uh, section. Uh, thinking that Congratulations sounded like something like an AFI song, Adkins had the bright idea to invite the band's Davey Havoc to sing backup. Recorded on an iPhone, Havoc's vocals helped drive <laughs> home the idea that the track is one of the heavier entries into Jew's catalog. Havoc isn't the only guest either. James King of Fits in the Tantrums provides that saxophone breakdown in All the Ways Day. So here on one album, you've got Dark Thrasher as a closer and a pop rock jam with cheeky 80s gag right in the middle. Both songs are quite fun in their own right. More evidence that Jimmy Eat World's range is often underappreciated. And lastly, Consequence of Sound says, Wait, which refrain do I sing? That's the name of the section. They say, Whose OOOs do you take on the congratulations call and response? Havoc's, Havoc or Davy or <laughs> Havoc's or Adkins's? <laughs> um, and uh, all right. Punk News. Ronaldo69 says, Simplicity is the key. <laughs> and by the time congratulation <laughs> rolls around with the Davy Havoc of AFI backing up, yeah, he too recorded this on a phone as Adkins didn't give a fuck for a perfect studio sound. My only gripe is I wish they went harder like on Get Right a couple years ago. I love seeing them louder, more boisterous, and in banger mode. And this track has that Jane's Addiction or Chevelle feed to it, uh, feel to it, I assume it meant feel, uh, to it, which makes me want Jimmy Eat World to truly explode with an all-out Queens of the Stone Age rock fest at some point. It's what I'm seeing, uh, it's what seeing them at Riot Fest in 2016 caught, taught me they need to cut loose more and blow speakers apart that said i love the tempo changes across the record and while this joint may not be for all jimmy world fans i think most will appreciate a band that still feels like art and less like product and more so once that remind ones that remind us don't just survive get out there seize the day and live Mm, carpe diem baby <laughs> <laughs> all right two more things before we start getting into community artv uh oh yeah from youtube oh yeah talks about uh this track so let's jump to ar 415 yeah i want to see some artv it's been a while there are some things that yes. just feel up the drumming on this record is a big standout cuts like one mil and even the closing track congratulations throw in some things that almost remind me of afi which makes sense because davy havoc has guest vocals on that closing track if i had to make one complaint about the musicianship on this record though it's just that the bass doesn't pop as much as i would want it to in the mix on a few of the cuts i mean some of them they're so solid recommit is one of those but it's just so there i know he's gonna maybe touch on it again so there is his blurb on congratulations. And finally, a uh, modern day masterpiece mentions it at 308 and 513. So let's jump to 308. Hey guys, back with another album. Four songs or so. Um, while not necessarily covering any new ground with the exception of the, the, uh, the ending track on this album, which is congratulations. These other three songs are sort of a, a best of, of Jimmy World, like doing I guess that was the only time he mentioned it right there. <laughs> Let's jump to 513 and see if he wraps up this thought. All right. 
giving a little solid at times it's probably not as consistent as integrity blues but uh it has a couple of really really uh cool and even ambitious songs like congratulations which is a slow burn to a really <laughs> nice and heavy finale for the album uh, i'm gonna give surviving by jimmy world a six out of ten Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Yikes. All right, modern day masterpiece. <laughs> all right, there it is. So yeah. that is all I have for reviews and articles and notes. Sweet. Took okay. A minute. A lot of uh, digressions this episode. <laughs> That's okay. You know, <laughs> a lot of school talk and a lot of politics. That's right. Uh, all right, community. Yes. Okay. Let me let me start this off because you actually talked about this on Sputnik Music, right? They had mentioned the past the baby. Yeah. I have a com- a comment here from uh, a thread three years ago. Walking on a Wire, congratulations, song release discussion thread. So imminent, this was like right at the time. The top comment here from Ella Bella Modella, this feels like past the baby done right. The building rock out makes sense. It's great. The drums give me life. Uh, and then some comments about uh, is past the baby not done right, et cetera, et cetera. But Rowan5215 says, these motherfuckers had me flailing around my room at 2 a.m., Wildin' out to the outro of this song, and they still expect me to get feelings off those chorus lyrics. And they're goddamn right, of course, because they're Jimmy World, well-deserving to enter their closer's pantheon. (laughs) So Rowan5215 had some kind things to say. Please shut up and dance says, they better fucking play this live. Seabird93, (laughs) absolute banger. Had to listen to it five times in a row because it's just so good. Musically, it sounds like the antithesis to the more traditional closing tracks, e.g. Paul Roger. What does Sieb say? Oh, Sieb says, Tool meets Sound City Real Mantra meets fucking kick-ass Jew. <laughs> there's so much, like, there's so, <laughs> there's so much happiness in this thread. Uh, St. Edward says, well, that fucking slaps, doesn't it? <laughs> so, yeah, pass the baby part two right there with more urgency. Spend the whole song hoping it erupts, and hell yeah, that's what it do. <laughs> Anthemic as fuck and undeniable proof that they had a lot of fun recording past the baby. Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah. So a lot of kind things to say in that thread from Walking on a Wire. <laughs> what do you got? Okay. Ben Foote, May 21st, 2020, posted his 30-day song, 30 song challenge. And on day five, it says, a song that needs to be played loud. And Ben listed congratulations. Yes. And uh, I can't concur more. Uh, we've got some shout box. Um, not a ton here. Um, but Striffin88 says, what a way to end an excellent album on October 18th, 2019. Um, and uh, uh, 10 days later, Snooze says, I rarely write negative stuff on this site. But this album was incredibly generic in music and lyrics. Only this last song is interesting. The prior album sounds written for a teen girl audience. How the hell some bands start out unique and manage to end up generic is beyond me. Local Natives is a similar story. As was Chris Cornell and the band Live. It's like they started caring more for what the listener expected than what they wanted to create. And then somebody writes another long thing. Fair observation. Snooze says, thanks. I wrote that because I care. Blah, 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 blah. And then uh, Thrill Howe says, uh, I've just had a third listen. And I really didn't like it this time. Ha ha. I think I just dug Integrity Blues. So anyway, one person loved it. 
a couple people were indifferent about it. Yeah, there's not and a, go ahead. No, there's not a ton of haters on this track. I think it's maybe because like this was this next one I have is from JG fourteen nine from two years ago. So it was like still around this like a year after the album had been released. So mm-hmm. there's still a little bit of love for it. Not a ton of of pushback on this track. Um this one was Song of the Week, congratulations, uh from mm. JG fourteen nine. Submitted by Razor Blood Six. Reason Jimmy World is pretty well known for making epic album closers, and although I love the way they normally do them, congratulations completely threw away that formula to create an even more incredible song. Honestly, I'd say this is in my top three album closers by the band. Um, and to which Snake Oil Twenty Seven replies, "There's no clarity in front of me." Is a <laughs> nice callback. And then Nez Four Seventy Seven says, "It was the best Tool song released last year." <laughs> <laughs> Which I think goes to that time signature that people think is not 4-4. I think there was an, another post I have here that somebody asked from What a Good Doggy. They had asked, what's the time signature? And Cami Carr says, it's actually 4-4, but the whole 3-3-3-3-4 thing makes it sound like it's mixed meter. Um, mm. Which I think I it, really I think it is. Yeah, well, it gets even deeper. Uh, Pasu Chobs says, I've been out of music study for a long time now, but I was counting a slower tempo mixed meter of alternating 3-4, 5-4 over the same phrasing you described, um, which I think is probably just, I think it ends up being 4-4 at the end, Yeah, right? Like you I, add yeah, I'm sort of counting the end, and it's I'm pretty sure it's 4-4. Like, right. if anything, they do like 4-4 um, four, four, and then a measure of 2-4 and then another set of 4-4. Four, four, exactly, and, and the math yeah. checks out, right? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and that's pretty much it. The other two things I have is the Survivor poll results. You know what? Okay, let's do this one first. From two years ago, JG429 again. She did one year later thoughts on the album itself. And uh, it made it to round seven. Uh, the winner was Delivery, but it made it to round seven. So that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Yes. And then we haven't heard from Frank D in a while, right? I haven't heard from no. Frank D uh, at all on the, on the Facebook group or on. I hope, uh, I hope Frank D is well. Yeah, me too. From from three years ago, so right when the album came out, this was yeah December twenty nineteen. Uh, some some observations as I watched the survey progress. So he did a survey, and this is what happened. So uh, first place was five five five, and then this congratulations was placed at place six of ten. So it was a little bit worse off, but still always good to hear from Frank D. Even though this was three years ago. There you go. That's all my community. All right. All right. Um, All right. I want to see if this works. I have, so they don't have the live performance of the song for the Phoenix Sessions up on YouTube. I want to see if I could put our drive link. Yeah, I don't know. They have the song, but not the video. Um, Uh, I'm going to hit play on Watch Together from our drive link and see if that works. I don't know. Mm, it says install <laughs> extension on my end. I don't know if it does. Yeah, it says well, it shows me the file, but I can like oh. see if I can click click. Oh, I can open it in a separate window. Oh, okay, That's it. I I guess we could try to watch it at the same time. But um, you know what? Let's do that, and I'll mute mine. Okay. All right. So you want me to open this? Uh, yes. Oh, and let's see. You've got to jump to thirty-one oh four. All right. And thirty-one. Uh, I love this. Come on. Wait a sec. 31. Wait, hold on. <laughs> it won't pause, David. It won't fucking pause. Are you doing it in the Oh my together? god. Maybe 
Yeah, we can't watch together. <laughs> that was terrible. Hold on. Were you watching that and watch together or in a No, I it opened up in like a new tab with no no I couldn't do shit. Hold on. Oh weird. Let me try this again. Like let's do this. <laughs> Why wouldn't it let me pause? Who knows? Okay. All right. Let's see if I can play this. Oh, I can see <laughs> the person that's streaming it. Okay, uh 31 what? 3104. All right, here we go. All right, 3104. Lots of strobes. No good shot of Rick right here. Dude, homie says ponder again. <laughs> the one <laughs> wonder, ponder. <laughs> he does not say wonder. Their guitars are so intonated. Oh, yeah, dude. I Sounds love so it. Good. There's not been one good shot of Rick. <laughs> that why? I, I mean, can't believe back, it. Well, that was the reason I wanted to watch it, was I wanted to see them, like, loving on Rick. There he is. Yeah, but it's the back of him. There. No, you're pushing into Robin. <laughs> <laughs> They didn't put a camera, man. The 12K camera is not in front of Rick. Yeah. <laughs> I think they just don't have a setup facing Rick. <laughs> Sounds so good. The harmonies. Yep. I love when I can get my muted video in sync with your. Uh... There's that bass, man. Yeah, man. This angle, Ben. <laughs> this is 
is behind the band, right? Yeah. yeah. There's that Denda or his Gretch. Yeah. Damn. Fuck, this band rocks, man. <laughs> good band is good. Ugh. You know, I got a, uh, I got a like from that guy that did that video um, about emo bands. Which one? And I was like, did that guy, was that guy playing a J90 at the oh, end? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you did? <laughs> I said the J90 at the end had the me real laughing dude? more than it yeah. should have. He gave me a like. Yes. Jim. Oh. Wonder. Such a long way, man. Yeah. From playing basement shows. What did Jim say? The most expensive practice session ever. Yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> Totally. At the ice house. <laughs> There's a band, man. That's a fucking band. Yeah, man. One, two, three, four, 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 one. Yeah, that's all four four. Yeah. Two, three, four, one, two, three, four. Dude, <laughs> what a freaking ending, man! Oh, yep. damn! Too fun, too fun, too fun. We couldn't Chapter watch the whole thing. thing. Yeah, I know, right? Uh, anyway, Ugh. I thought there would be way more shots of Rick, though. Me too. <laughs> I mean, they got that one shot of the bass, not even him. Yeah. It was the bass when he's like, boop, boop, bad, bad, boop, boop, bad, bad, boop. Yeah, fake that and bring those shots yeah. in again <laughs> just earlier. Just yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Oh shit! Like put put a few frames of that at the front, you know, in the intro, yeah. and that would have satiated me. Um, I have two covers. Both were from the Facebook group. Oh, okay, good because I didn't have any on YouTube. Yeah, nothing. I was really surprised. So me too. Uh, let's start with Chris Jonathan. Um, I can send you this so you can watch along with me. Let's do it. Um, and Chris, they both play. I downloaded both their videos and i was like oh i'll sync these up later and i'll yeah. i'll make them into a band they both played different parts of the song so oh i couldn't, oh. <laughs> sync, them, I couldn't sync them up in any way um which is fine uh so this is chris jonathan posted march 13th 2021 congratulations with the rock out sign 
emoji and sunglasses dude. So here is. He's rocking out. He's having fun. <laughs> what is that? Is that a uh, Gretsch? That looks like oh, look a Gretsch. Yeah, semi hollow body, yeah. right? So yeah. So then, <clears throat> uh, let's see. Was this a day? No, same day. Slightly later, it says, "I kind of figured out that effect Tom uses in the live version." So let's listen to this. Yeah. Oh. What's causing that? Is that delay? I guess so, yeah. So so much clicking. <laughs> so many pedals clicking. <laughs> that was fun. Rocking out. He kind of made his own ice house there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it does look cool. It kind of looks like that. Uh, <clears throat> all right. The next is Rene Chagoya, who we've seen before. Um, oh, yeah. Rene Chagoya's link so you can follow along. And uh, waiting on it to load here. Hi, this is May 12th, 2020. Hi, this is my cover of the outro of Congratulations. I hope you like it. Um, well, it says he's doing the outro, so I don't know. Maybe I should have spent longer on it, but <laughs> I, I'm pretty much sure I watched it and I was like, ah, they play different parts. Um, so he looks like he's a JA90, the um, just the, the, the natural the wood version. Yeah. yeah. do play the same part so now i am gonna sync them up and i think i'll lay down the bass with them yeah sick <laughs> <laughs> why not why not i'll do it i'll do it i just i i think i was just busy this week and i was like so on top of everything i was just like ah oh, they're playing different parts um <laughs> but yeah anyway yeah i'm pretty stoked to see folks in the community knocking it out um you say you got a ra- a good rave dj i do 
Um, let's see. Do I like mine? Let's start with mine because I don't think it's good. Um, I mixed it with the AFI song I was thinking most about when I would listen to this, which is called Miseria Cantare. Um, it's the opening track of Sing the Sorrow, and uh, this is called The Congratulations. Yes. It goes all shitty, like, when it goes to AFI. <laughs> oh, damn it. So, the, the beginning of this AFI track is takes a long time, and that's the part that's playing right now. There's, like, nothing happening. <laughs> it's just the quality of it. Jimmy World went down. <laughs> Some strings under there, though. Build up here. Just hear some screaming in the background. (laughs) Come on, song, kick in. Sounds like there's a soccer game going on next door. <laughs> yeah. Ah! <laughs> it's off a little bit, right? Yeah. I think it's like on the two or something. Anyway, sorry. Well, let's okay. jump over here to the end and see if it goes anywhere. No. Not good enough. <laughs> All right. What do you got? Anyway, that's my bad okay. one. What's your good one? This is called Congratulations I'm Up. Hmm. What is that mix I, you, I'm going I'm to let you figure this out. Hit him up by Tupac? Nah. <laughs> I thought this was really good. When I listened to Congratulations again this weekend, I thought this was the first song that came to mind. Um, the leadership teacher at or the leadership person at school had this song like for the last couple of years to really liven up the games. And they had what's called like the maroon mob, which is our group of students on one side of the, this is what they would do. And they would chant and do this like left and right thing when the uh-huh. chorus would sing, it'll all come together when you hear the song. So this is called congratulations. I'm up. All right. Oh, follow boy. Yeah. Yes. Dude. 
like, it's a little off here, but let's Yeah, and now it. it's done the same thing that yeah, I did. right. Ah, give it a sec. I feel like it comes back. I think it, I feel like it fixes itself. Nah. <laughs> then I think it catches up with itself here. I got so off yeah, yeah. I, it, who knows but yeah that was really good i really like the ascending the, guitars of jimmy yeah. world song with yeah. the patrick's woes yeah. that sounded really cool <laughs> <laughs> well that was very good justin what are your final thoughts on the song congratulations Man, i love congratulations i really like this track uh listening to it again it, I, when the first time i heard it listening to this track for the very first time going through that first album listen through it really it it hit me then, and it hit me now. Um, I think this is a banger, man. This is one of those. It's like it's a good ending track. It's not super epic. It's not sad. It is like 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 that person said. It's a call to arms, and I think this is a great track. What about you? Yeah, I agree. I think, man, Fall Out Boy was such a good comp. <laughs> that was like exactly like the sort of same feeling. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, yeah, it's really really epic, and um. Uh, not in the epic grand closing album way uh, that uh, something like Goodbye Sky Harbor is. It's epic in the sense that it feels like you, yep, like we discovered a call to arms. That outro is like infectiously incredible, yeah. but even unsuspecting because the intro is pretty chill and the bridge really drops it down before yeah. throwing everything at it. Um, so. Yeah, it's just such... I mean, this is a great song. And having Davey Havoc on it is uh, something I never thought I would hear. Right. Havoc. Although, you <laughs> know, Jimmy when World. Uh, Jim said, uh, come on, Davey, sing me something that I know. I <laughs> I remember there was a K-Rock oh, contest. God. I talked about this on the episode for a praise chorus. But um, uh, I remember them saying, what Davey are they talking about? And the only Davey I knew that they listed was Davey Havoc. Yeah. And I was like, oh, maybe they're singing about Davey Havoc. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> Um, so anyway, Davey Havoc on a Jimmy World song is so cool. So um, that's my take on it. I love it. Hell yeah. Um, so yeah. Um, well, if you find yourself um, being ruled by a weird uh, <laughs> uh, 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 megalomaniac, uh, just remember that we have the power to be excellent to each other. And party on, dudes! <laughs> nice. Dude. Oh, man.